0: Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Gray's in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 15 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by EJ and Raven from Girls Gone Wow. Welcome, ladies. Hey! I'm so happy to have you on. I'm I'm such a big fan of your show, so this is kind of one of those, like, dream interview... (laughs) opportunities. I'm so excited to be here with you guys.
1: Well, we're we're very happy to come and talk more general uh non not necessarily wow all the time stuff for
0: once. Yeah. Yeah, we get to we get to know a little bit of you guys outside of wow, which yeah. is perfect.
1: Kind of yeah. Well, you get some of that when you listen to our show anyway because we're it's entirely true. random, but um... <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well,
0: as as you often say, we're going to jump right into the interview. Why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, why don't we start with EJ? Uh,
2: I'm EJ. Uh and I'm no, not an alcoholic. No, that's not how this starts. Um <laughs> I'm EJ and um um I am a Oh no, I've gone into a new decade. I I'm a forty year old lady. Um who You were about to say
1: you're in your thirties then, weren't
2: you? I was. I was. That's the first time I've had to sort of pronounce that I'm not and I was like, Oh no, I'm not in my thirties anymore. No. Uh, no, how exciting. <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know. Um lady who's always been uh a little bit geeky, if it took me a long while to own up to it. Um, I am a co host on a podcast about uh World of Warcraft called Girls Gone Wow and when I'm not doing that, uh I am a veterinary nurse, so I spend my time uh with uh dogs and cats and other small furries. Uh, just cuddling them, which is what some people seem to think is what we do for our job, but it's... Making them feel better. Yes. Yes. Stitching them up, putting them back together. Yeah, there's a lot of stitching them
1: up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The poor things, but I know that they're in good hands with you, I'm sure. And how about you, Raven?
1: Uh, I am in my uh, mid-30s. I'm a finance director for a very small charity in Fair London Town, as you may be able to tell from our... Accents, which apparently are nice. Uh, <laughs> um, I I play a lot of World of Warcraft. I watch a lot of Marvel TV. I am kind of a bit of a geeky goth girl, um, and obviously I co-host on Girls Gone Wild. Wow. Obviously, awesome.
0: Not. And and since you started to mention it, uh, what are your areas of dude? What are your things that you kind of claim as your own far geeky stuff?
1: Oh well, I I like a bit of everything really. I mean, I don't I don't do comics particularly, although I did read quite a lot of the Buffy season eight when Joss Whedon took that back to comic form, but that's the only time I've actually read a, a kind of comic book-based thing. But um, I do watch a lot of TV. I like um, the Marvel stuff, so Agent Carter's back. That's really cool. Um, they're sitting on my little thing, waiting for me to watch them. I haven't watched the new ones yet, but quite excited about that. Love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Love NCIS. um because depressed that CSI has now stopped happening. I quite liked CSI. Um, I like really bad American TV.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe
1: you americans don't think it's bad american teeth but um
0: no we we <laughs> often we often talk about how uh my, my husband and i especially will talk about how we're kind of over the procedurals you know where it's just kind of the the same thing each week oh, with that. the same formula and yeah but i can i definitely know that it's a very popular format and Good. that's why it's been so successful
1: i do like it it's, you can put it on in the background and you only need to pay like uh, half the usual attention to it um Which is nice. And there's an NCIS set in New Orleans now, and I really like New Orleans. Like, I I like the NCIS that was set in New York because I really like New York. (laughs) So um, it's just an excuse to watch things that are set in places that I've been that I very much like. Um, I like movies. I like uh, the Marvel movies, obviously. And well, in fact, I like quite a lot of movies. Almost. I don't do rom-coms. You watch very, very dodgy movies. I don't do rom-coms, and I don't do, like, horror. Other than that. I will watch kind of anything. We try to go to the cinema at least once a week, although I haven't managed that particularly recently. Uh, most recent film I saw was The Hateful Eight. New and Eight. what did you think no about that?
0: I'm I'm always a little, um, I don't know, sus- suspect about uh, Tarantino. Like, I don't always enjoy his his stuff. <laughs>
1: um, it's, I know he's been trying to make this for a while, and he had difficulty finding people to make it with, I think. There was some mm. kind of like that. It was been talked about for ages. And having seen it, I can see why he ran into difficulty. We were, we splashed out and we saw it on 70 millimeter at uh, the Odeon in Leicester Square, uh, which was nice. Um, I wasn't bowled over by it, but it held my attention. Um, I don't I'm not sure you could enjoy a Tarantino film. I'm not sure that's how it goes. <laughs> that's
0: true. Very true. Um, sort of experience them, don't you? <laughs> Yes.
1: Uh, and we were sitting quite close to the front. Um so we certainly experienced it. I yeah, I wasn't blown away by it. I will say I wasn't blown away by it, but uh it did hold my attention. The score, the music. I really enjoyed the, the musical score. Um well, which cool. kind of surprised me. I um, I do I used to play oboe in the orchestra when I was uh growing up. So I I'm kind of I do have a certain amount of uh academic interest in in um music. Uh, and how it adds to things and, and, um, uh, improves your experience. And actually, I thought the score was, was really very good. So I did enjoy it. It, it was quite random in places, as Tarantino movies quite often
0: are. Yeah, kind of, kind of known for that.
1: Yeah. So there were plenty of places where you went, uh, okay, that's how, oh, okay, that's going over there. All right. Okay. Fine. Um, but yeah, it wasn't, it, it wasn't as good as his earlier stuff. It wasn't pop fiction. You,
0: I would imagine at some point you kind of run out of inventive weird and you just kind of land in weird and and I think yes. that might be kind of where he's he's landing.
1: I think he was trying it slightly felt like it was trying too hard.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: think is my probably if I was going to sum it up in in one statement I think it felt like it was trying too hard. Uh but it wasn't terrible and I think it I think it was worth seeing. And I'm quite glad we saw it in 70 mm although it was quite expensive to do so. So, But it was nice to see it in the way that he intended it to be seen. Um, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, no, it was a good experience. It was a good experience. Um, I also like video games, obviously. Uh, RPGs, usually. Um, at the moment, exclusively World of Warcraft, because I never have time to play anything else. Um, and I've tried some of the other Blizzard things, the sort of Hearthstone and Heroes, and I'm just not all that into them. Um, I really like a good RPG. So, I like Skyrim and Oblivion from the Elder Scrolls, um, universe, uh, and I grew up playing Baldur's Gate and Stonekeep and,
0: mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Lands
1: of Lore and that kind of like first person <laughs> RPG type stuff is really where my heart lies in video games. Can't use an Xbox controller to save my life occasionally, um, to fire up the co-op with my boyfriend on his 360, he's a massive Halo geek massive halo geek um so he's got an xbox one actually not a 360 and occasionally he'll he'll fire it up and be like come play co-op with me and then after about 10 minutes he's like okay i'm really bored of you running me over with things you think me in the back of the head now um i ran him over with a tank once and then he pushed me off a cliff um so generally speaking we don't play co-op for very long because it just turns into us shooting each other <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's just... sort of but you know of what co-op. sometimes like
0: yeah. yeah, exactly. That, but that could be fun, too. I'm, I'm sure, hopefully, lots of laughs are had in the yeah, meantime. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. It's all very good Well, it's mostly good natured. Um, <laughs> he did, on one occasion, wrote me in to try and help him get an achievement that needed two players, and then he very rapidly decided that that was a really bad idea.
0: Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm no good with a, um, with a controller. It has to be keyboard, mouse, PC, well, Mac, actually. But, uh, you know, keyboard and mouse, proper computer. Um,
0: but, yeah. Video games, movies, TV—that's me. Very cool. How about you, EJ? What are your your areas of geekitude?
2: Um, quite similar to um, Miss Raven's. Um, I um, I used to use a console much more, um, and actually, my favorite, one of my favorite games still is, um, uh, Katamari, which is on the two. I want to say this is a Japanese thing where when you describe it to people, it doesn't sound like a lot of fun, but it's just ridiculous fun. Basically, you start off with a small ball and you have to roll it around, Mm. rolling it over other things. And everything you roll over, you collect. So you're trying to make a bigger and bigger ball. And in some places you're trying to collect as many things as you can in the ball. And sometimes you're just trying to, like, roll up the whole world. And there's one level (laughs) where you actually just end up rolling up countries and cosmoses and stuff. And it's just... It just really appeals to my brain somehow. I really like this. Um, so, but I um, I had a wrist injury, so I I, I can't use consoles anymore. It hurts. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm just on I'm just on my Mac now. Um, which again, because I play on a Mac, sort of limits what I've got access to. Um, most right, of my right. time is World of Warcraft. I have got Elder Scrolls Online, which uh, I really enjoy the questing in that, and you can just sort of womble about, going What's over here? Um, so I do that. If I'm not doing that, it's um uh all sorts of – um I tend to – I've got two screens at home, so I tend to be doing something in-game with something else playing on the other screen, Um and I've got used to – I'm currently working my way through everything that Amazon Prime has that's sort of sci-fi or supernatural, and I've just got into – in the last week or so, I've just got into Grimm, um, which oh, I okay. don't know why I'd avoid it. I think sometimes the adverts don't do these things any good. And I was like, oh, well, I'll give that a go. And I was like, oh, this is actually very good. Excellent. So I'm sort of rapidly demolishing that at the moment. Um, And my other huge love is, um, I love reading, and my hugest love in novels is the work of uh, Soteri Pratchett. so the Discworld novels. Oh, God, I totally forgot Discworld. I know you did. Yeah, because you guys
0: have a, you guys work, <laughs> you work with the convention, don't you? Yeah,
1: I'm only the yeah. treasurer for the whole, um, convention. That's alright, <laughs> I thought I, I in. And... look, I didn't swear. Look at my not swearing. Oh, um, yeah, I was very impressed. Yeah, I, I'm the treasurer for the Discworld convention that happens in the UK and is happening the next one in August this yeah. year. So, yeah, Discworld. Yes. I, I, so um,
2: I very carefully managed myself off the main committee, but sort of helping out like another one or two layers backwards um because I am slightly more sensible
0: yeah <laughs> yes well some yeah sometimes that's the better way to go is to is to kind of be you know i'll i'll help where do you need me just point me in the right direction, no decision making please <laughs>
1: yeah yeah uh e j definitely has the right of that one
0: <laughs> and and i'm gonna say it since you brought it up now i'm gonna i'm just gonna throw it out there. Um, If you are listening and you are sensitive to language... uh, EJ and Raven on their show, their show is not uh, a clean tag podcast, so no. if a few a few words slip out, we're gonna keep them in because that's part of of the fun of this whole thing. So I'm gonna try uh, really been,
1: hard not to swear. You know, try
0: as hard as you want, <laughs> but you don't have to you don't have to do anything that you're not comfortable with because I am perfectly happy with a swear word well, here.
2: But there. I mean, Raven's done really well because she spoke for ages then, and
1: uh, I and there wasn't one swear word. Unlike uh Lita's I went on show. Lita's show. <laughs> I went on Lita's show behind the Avatar about a year ago. Um and Lita has a clean tag. Um mm-hmm. so she was like, and I have a clean tag and I was like, That's cool. So I wrote on a piece of paper, no swearing, and I stuck it on a post it note in the middle of my screen and I lasted literally forty five seconds into oh, no. the recording <laughs> before I forgot. And I, I and uh probably probably use the f word as well it wasn't even like i i just swore a little bit um i properly swore and she was like i think maybe we'll just <laughs> we'll just start again from the beginning i'm like yeah that would, that would be a really good idea let's just pretend the last minute didn't happen and let's just start again from the top i was mostly better the
0: second time <laughs> <laughs> well i'm i'm a high school english teacher and uh I, I always tell my kids at the beginning of the year i have in my my syllabus, you know, my expectations for them. I'm like, you know, appropriate use of language. And while I'm reading through the syllabus, I stop there and I say, now this may be different than some of your other teachers, but um, I want you to use the words appropriately. So if you come in here and you're just, you know, F this, F that, f f f F F, f I'm going to call you on it because that word is not a um, adjective, an adverb uh, noun. It's, it doesn't fill all those roles. Yeah. If you come in and stub your toe and drop an F bomb, I'm not going to say anything because you've used it as an expletive, and that is the proper use of that word. Likewise, if Mr. Hogan stubs his toe and (laughs) drops an F-bomb, I hope you don't go running home to your parents because I have used the word appropriately.
2: (laughs) And also, there is scientific uh, studies behind it to suggest that actually you cope better with pain when you use expletive.
1: Um, Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've done some uh, some science about it, and actually people who swear... Um, well, people who swear are better in all sorts of ways, but actually if you swear when you hurt yourself, uh, it helps you manage the pain.
0: Well, that's very cool. I'm going to have to look into that research because that's kind of fun.
1: It is. It's pretty cool. The human brain, amazing thing. True that. I can't even remember Um, where we've
0: got to now. (laughs) We were on on Discworld and, uh, telling us about her her geekiness.
2: Yes, Yes, I mean, the other thing I'm quite geeky about is, um, uh, medical veterinary stuff, uh, given what I do. So occasionally something'll happen at work and I'll just come home and tell people and and after a bit I'll look at their faces and I'm like, Oh, you're not finding this as fascinating as I do. I should start talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I have to censor, censor a lot of the uh a lot of the pony horse geeking, different type of geeking. But uh yes, I do own a pony. So
0: Yes, you um, do and, and you tell us wonderful stories about your pony.
1: I do tell wonderful stories about my pony.
0: Uh he's Quite sassy. <laughs> yes, yeah. well, I, I, I have a confession for you guys, and I didn't mention this because I didn't want you to kick me off my show, uh, your, your show a couple weeks ago. But, no, we're not um, going to kick I, you
1: off your show. It's okay. okay. No, <laughs> no. So I figured I'm safe here. Um,
0: I am terrified of horses. Oh, that's all
1: right. Aww. Lots of people are terrified, terrified of horses.
0: Of, terrified of horses. And uh, oh, I, I, I took a bunch of students down to uh, Costa Rica when I first started teaching, and they were like, okay, we're going to do this two-hour horse ride. And I'm like, OK, I, I I'm all for facing your fears. And, <laughs> and they said, you know, we're going to we're going to put you on. We're going to put who, who needs the who needs the starter horse? Who needs the really nice, really old horse that won't <laughs> no, hurt it's, anybody? It's <laughs> I'm like pushing through my students, you know, little 15 <laughs> year old girls out of the way. Mr. Hogan's <laughs> get the, the easy horse. <laughs> Five seconds into riding this horse, it tripped. Oh, no. Oh. It was fine. It it, it recovered. But, uh, you know, I'm like, great, I've killed the horse. <laughs> and then, um, you know, as we're walking along, the the guy who's kind of wrangling us says, you know, you might not want to get too close to that. And before he could finish his sentence, the horse in front of mine kicked mine in the face.
1: Awesome.
0: Um, yeah. And so we got to kind of the end of the line, and everybody's like petting their horse, and and just so excited. Oh, you've such been a, such a great horse! And I got off the the horse, and I'm like, man, you know, thank you for not killing me. And <laughs> you, could, you kind of just tell it was like, get away, just yeah. just walk away. I've done my
1: bit for today. They'll feed me well. Be gone. Exactly. Well, <laughs> my pony is very, very, very cuddly, and he loves people, and he loves to come and talk to people, and he loves to inspect very closely and see whether people have yeah, pockets that might contain apples. <laughs> you're- pony is
2: like some sort of really inept thief. He's like, have I got anything in that pocket? I'm like, no, there's there's nothing in that pocket. All right, what about this pocket? I'm like, no, there's nothing in that pocket. But I'm going back to that first pocket, because there might be something in it. Like, so never I gave your, your pony like an apple, and he's like, oh, thank you very much. And then he was yes. he was like, insistent that the rest of me must be made of apples. Yeah.
1: And I got frisked by this pony. I was like, no. I... Riding instructor, when she turns up, she usually comes straight from work. So what she does is she drives straight from her work to um, my yard. And she works in a different yard. She works with horses. Um, but she sits and eats an apple in the car before she comes to teach my lesson because um, she's not had a gap between leaving work and, and, you know, she's not had a chance to go and get any dinner or anything. So she usually has an apple in the car. And then when she comes around to Dino's stable to pick me up before my lesson, um, she give, gives him the apple core. Um, the other day she turned up and she hadn't been at work, so she hadn't sat in the car park and had an apple, and he literally spent the whole hour and a half she was with us, like... Every time I took, every time I stopped concentrating on making him go in a particular direction, he was like, he just veered towards her when she's in the middle of the school and we're like doing the lesson and he's like, no, I'm gonna go and check whether, see whether Claudia has finished her apple. She must have finished her apple by now. It's like, no, she didn't bring an apple and he just couldn't get over. He couldn't believe she hadn't bought an apple. She always brings an apple. He, she, he always gets an apple call from her. That's what happens. He wouldn't have it. She was like, no, I don't. She tipped her pockets out. He, he was like, you must have one. And she's like, I don't have one. And yeah, it was hilarious and slightly frustrating as we're trying to do these like exercises that involved like not running Claudia over. Um, he just kept like <laughs> making a beeline towards her. I'm like, we're going to trot over these poles. And he's like, no, I'm going to trot up to Claudia. And it's like, no, pony, stop it. No. Um, but yes, he's very, very cuddly, very friendly.
0: Well, if, uh, if I ever get the chance to meet him, I will have to remember. Like <laughs> the key is, uh, is the apple. Yes. We'll is uh, always the apple. Yes.
1: Apple's great. All polos, uh, all carrot cake. Uh, he um, he he doesn't really like pineapple, but some of the yard, some of the ponies at the yard like pineapple. That's a bit weird. Um, uh, yeah, he mostly likes apples and carrots and things like that. But or mints. Very healthy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let's start back with uh, EJ. Where would you say your geekitude is low? Where are areas that you're not so much? You know, people look at you funny when you're like, "Oh yeah, I haven't done that before."
2: Oh. Uh- I've been looking at this question like ever since you sent the things going. Um, oh, I suppose comics. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I like to read a comic. If somebody says read this, I'll go all right, and and I'll enjoy it. But it's not something I actively go out and follow for myself. So um, occasionally people will talk comics at me, and I'll be like, that sounds fun. And they're like, you haven't read it. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and quite a lot of, sort of cult movies as well. When I was growing up, I wasn't allowed to see an awful lot of things. So again, in a group of friends, we'll be talking about something, and I'll go, "I haven't seen it," and like everyone stops and goes, "What do you mean you haven't seen it?" I'm like, "Right, okay, I know what I'm doing when I'm getting home. Fine, okay." Um, so yeah, um, but comic, um, comics is one of those things. I think I always think that I would like to know more about, but I. Mm-hmm. It's it's another one of those you know copious amounts of pleasures but not enough time.
0: Right. No. And, it, and it's an investment because you have to not just monetarily but you have to go get them. It's not <clears> it's <throat> not as readily accessible on the internet. Although I I have uh, Marvel Unlimited, which is kind of their back catalog, on you can get them on mobile devices. Yeah. Well, that's kind of fun because you kind of have an access to a lot of stuff for their monthly fee. So. Cool. Yeah. How about you, Raven? You'd you'd mention comics as well?
1: Yeah. I mean, comics is is the. I guess there are two sort of areas that I know a little bit about that are sort of classic geeky things that I know a little bit about but would love to be more immersed in if I had more time. One of them is comics. I love listening to people talk about comics. Mm-hmm. I love it um the um uh it's not called the obscure cast what do they call it the geek card um geek card. which is the, which is a friends of ours podcast. they quite often get into discussions about um like how the comic versions of all of the Marvel stuff is different from what they're doing in the cinematic universe. And I Mm love listening to that discussion because I'm quite into the, the Marvel cinematic universe stuff. Um, and I love hearing about how it's different from the comics and how the characters have been developed differently or, you know, where the storylines diverge or whether they're going to, you know, I love listening to people talking about all that stuff, but I don't feel I can contribute to it very much. Um, just cause I never, I mean, when I was growing up, I just did horses, 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 horses all the time. (laughs) I rode horse, I rode horse (laughs) magazines. I read horse magazines. Um, I spent every spare minute I was at, I was at the stables. So that was that really. So I never got into comics. Um, the other thing I would love to, that I did do a little bit when I was a teenager, but I'd love to get into properly is, um, tabletop D and D. Um,
0: (laughs) um,
1: I did a little bit when I was, um, when I was 14 or 15, uh, but, and I knew quite a lot about the AD and D rules. The best computer game I ever played. The computer game that got me into computer gaming was a thing called Eye of the Beholder. Uh, which oh, was, yes. Um, oh, my God, you've heard of Eye of the Beholder?
0: I have heard of oh I've played that God. all the time.
1: Wow. Um Usually I mention it, everyone's like, uh, what? Um, and obviously that was one of the first games to be uh, like a video game to be made mm-hmm. using A D and D rules. Um so I had some of the like uh the manuals and the, the rule books and stuff but we could just never quite get it together to actually play very much. Um and I'd it's it's something that if I had more time, those same friends who do the Geek Card actually um to them do a tabletop. Um they have a group that do tabletop. So like it's something that I could get into if I had like ten days in a week. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Well, it's such a production. It's not one of those things that you can just kind of – it's not like – the big thing right now at at parties is Cards Against Humanity because it's a quick game. Everybody plays it, everybody has fun, and then you put it away. Yeah, yeah, but you can't do that with D&D. The prep time on those things is so ridiculous, and finding somebody who will do that and be a good – Dungeon Master is, yeah. you know, they're they're a rare breed. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I understand that. I, I've, I've DM'd a couple of games, and I've, um, you know, been in maybe one or two, but never for a very long time, just because it's such a production.
1: But it's, it's, it's one of those classic kind of geek areas that I would love to be able to experience properly, and I just, but it's not on my list of, uh, top on my list of priorities.
0: Right, right. <laughs> Do either of you have anything... Uh, any geeky projects going on? I mean, uh, obviously you have uh, Girls Gone Wow, which yeah. is now well over 200 episodes, right?
1: Yeah, it's mental. It's like like 211 we're doing tomorrow. I was just like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, 10 or 11. 11. I've just done the show 10 or 11, notes. something like that. Um, yeah. Which seems, uh, it seems so weird. When I sit and think about what was going on when Syl started the show and when I first got on the show, it's just like, wow, it's been going for such a long time now. It's like five years. Five years? Four years? Four years? Five, oh, hang on. Um, I always get the years mixed up because it's been that long. It was 2010. It was December 2010. Wow. When Syl recorded the first episode. <laughs> so so
0: it's just that's over five
1: it's, years now. Yeah, so it's just over five years old. Um, so that's quite a, it's quite a thing. And I love that, I, I love it that people are into it. <laughs> I love it that um, every week people send us emails, they send us tweets, they come on the show like you did the other week and talk to us. Um, and if we, you know, if I put the show up like an hour late, people are like, where's the show? Why haven't you put <laughs> it
0: up? Um, you have such an active fan base. Yeah, like they are, they're they're so active. involved, which is so rare for podcasts.
1: Yeah, it it's incredible. Is, I don't really know how we finished
2: it, but it's awesome. It's so, it's so lovely and it's what um, keeps us both... Um, wanting to do it each and every week, because hmm. we always say that we want our podcast to be like um, like um you've come down the pub with us. So it mm-hmm. is that meeting up of friends um and just chatting about a thing you love, because quite often we'll go to the pub and every everyone that we know will go, oh God, you're talking about that again, and, we'll <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: and walk off. Although we um, do have in real life friends who like wow, so quite often we have a bit of a wow corner, we where do. us and, um, uh, and our friends Matt and Kath and our friends, uh, Razorbug, who's, who does the Geek Card and, um, various other people will all end up in the
0: same corner of the pub, basically doing a live
1: version of the podcast. It's awesome. Nice. So yeah. Very cool.
0: Any other, any other, um, projects going on? Anything else you got working on?
1: I wouldn't say necessarily a project. I am two episodes away from finishing watching True Blood. Um, I know that leaves me about, um, five years behind when it was actually broadcast. I never managed to watch anything when it's actually, well, apart from, um, some of the Marvel stuff, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff I've kept up with. But, um, I, in the summer, I decided I'd never seen True Blood. Um, and people say it's quite good and I quite like vampires and shit. So I, I've been watching, uh, I've rem- been sort of marathoning that, but not very quickly because I don't have very much time. So I'm two episodes away from having watched all of it which is a project are
0: are you happy with uh with the 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 direction that it's taking
1: um like so many things i think it was better in the earlier seasons (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, i like the first sort of um three or four seasons um but this final season like the the penultimate season was a bit all over the place like it didn't it, it didn't feel like it particularly had a direction and this season they're just trying to wrap everything up which is great yeah. and it's nice that they did that and I do like it when people you know tell everybody's tales and finish it off in a nice place but um it's not as compelling as I think it started out but it's enough that I you know I want to I want to get through it um and then I've got some I've got Jessica Jones waiting for me
0: when I finish doing this oh yes you, you have yet. to uh, <laughs> jump into that that's so much fun yeah. well I don't know that fun is the appropriate uh <laughs> term have you have you watched it, DJ?
2: Uh I haven't. Everyone's talking about it and I'm like, yeah, I it's one of these things that I think I should probably start watching but I'm I'm now going to have to wait until it turns off on something useful for me to view it.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if it's um if you can call it fun because it deals with a very it's a very dark show. It's a very dark yeah, show. People keep using but the word so well done. Yes, gritty. Gritty, is, okay. gritty is accurate. Um, just, but I think that's part of the the appeal of it is it's very um, it's very real, and they 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 don't shy away from dealing with really rough, uncomfortable mm. issues. So,
1: yeah, I'm looking forward. I, I'm I, I do want to see it. Everybody says it's very good. Um, so I've got all of it lined up. Um whatever oh and I've got Daredevil lined up as well. I, I missed that last year. So uh I was just opening my plex to see what's sitting on here. oh there's a new episode of Elementary. I do like Elementary. <laughs> uh yeah, Jessica Jones and Dare, and Daredevil are what I'm gonna get into once I've finished True Blood. Um and I've also got I, I'm thinking about rewatching the West Wing. Oh really? Like yeah, I've just I've got a bit of a hankering to sit and watch that all the way through from the beginning couple of years ago a couple of years ago maybe a bit longer than that I did all of the Buffy and then all of the angel um, which is good if oh it's weird the beginning season like you sit sit and watch like season one of Buffy and you're like wow this was a really long time ago
0: <laughs> well not only that but I, like I, I've said on previous episodes where we have some friends that that love Buffy the Vampire Slayer in fact they they named their dog Anya Hi. yeah so uh, <laughs> When they found out that my husband had never watched it, they're like, okay, we will, we will be coming over on a semi-regular basis and we will be watching Buffy with you and you have to sit through it and you're just going to have to do it because we cannot be friends with you if you have not Buffy. <laughs> yeah. And so we started with episode one because you do have to see like a lot of the stuff that comes back yeah, you, later you, you, is established in season one. Yeah. But it they're 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 a little bit rough, it's very monster of the week kind of yes. viewing. It
1: did take a while for it to find its feet. Um uh, and that amazing Whedon characterization to really kind of come together.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
1: but uh yeah, I really I, I love Buffy. I love Buffy, I love Angel, I love most of Angels. The last two seasons of Angels went
0: really odd um yeah like, I've, I've been warned about that because i haven't seen more than i think the first season of angel and we've we've decided we'll weave that in once we get to that point in uh, the Buffy.
1: Yeah, yes, on your, your show the other week yeah um yeah the last the last couple of seasons of angel i mean the last season of buffy was a bit like out there the last two seasons of angel what <laughs> like, <laughs> really um it wasn't it, it wasn't bad like is that it's when weird. you get the puppet episode? Oh, that God, in? yeah. That, I think that was quite late on, yeah. Yeah, that was... Yeah, it's all the stuff with the, the law firm. It was all really weird. Mm. It's really weird. It, it, it's worth seeing once, but it, 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 put it this way, the last two seasons of Angel are not something you're going to be like um, thinking nostalgically. Maybe I'll go back and rewatch those again. Whereas I do sometimes okay, okay. think, oh, I'll go back and I've got all of the Buffy. I've got the whole box set. So occasionally um, we go back and like watch bits and pieces and bits of... Like particular episodes, or you're like once more with feeling, I'm looking at you, um, and uh, you know uh, bits and pieces. But those last two seasons of Angel, they're worth seeing. It's nice to know how it ended. Probably they're not going to have you thinking, "Oh, I'm going to go and watch that again."
0: Yeah. Um, do you guys have? Uh, would you say that Wow is your favorite fandom at this point, or do you have something else that kind of sometimes sneaks up to number one?
2: Oh, I'm going to say, oh, <clears throat> I'm going to say Discworld actually. Um, I just, uh, there is just something really, really special about, there's something really special about all the people I've met in all different fandoms, but there is something about when we go along to the, like a Discworld event and you walk in and it's like no time has elapsed and yeah. everybody mm-hmm. just assumes that wherever it is, the thing is being held. Um, we've left, we've left, uh, uh, we've left the right world. Yeah. And we've, we've landed on the disc and everyone just carries on. As if it's all perfectly normal and it's, it's very, it's like a family.
1: Um, and I think, I think it is, it, it does feel slightly different to the wow fandom because it's much more, um, based a, a, around a physical coming together of people. So mm-hmm. the convention, the convention is every two years and where we interact with Discworld fandom and there are other pockets of Discworld fandom that don't necessarily come to the cons, but, um, uh, it, it's very kind of, it's, it's a lot of the same people. We don't see each other at all in many cases between conventions. Um, but yeah, you just you walk into the con and it's loads of people that you know reasonably well. You've sat at hotel rooms drinking with them until four o'clock in the morning when you had to be up <laughs> at six. That's cause, yes. you know, cause that's how it goes. But, um, I think it's different from the wow fandom, which is mostly kind of Twitter based and, um, in a bit more kind of digital, um, and less personal. In some in yeah. some ways, actually, that's a poor description of it. But I, I think it's a different. I think it's a slightly different thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I guess there is a, a culture that kind of um, builds around BlizzCon that is a little bit of that. But yeah, so much of it is kind of um, but, created digitally.
1: The thing about BlizzCon, though, is it's tens of thousands of people. Right. All right. There are seven hundred and fifty tickets to the Discworld Convention.
0: Oh wow. Mm-hmm. It's,
1: and that's, it, for UK standards, that's actually not a bad size for a con. Um, because that, like, there, there's not quite the same convention culture in UK geekdom as there is in, um, in US geekdom, I don't think. Mm. Um, I mean, there are some pocket, like the Doctor Who people have their own conventions and that's, um, a slightly different scale. And obviously there's Nine Worlds now, which is a big kind of, um, crossover fantasy sci-fi con which is much bigger but one of the really really nice things about the discord convention is that it's actually a relatively small number of people so of those 750 people you'll probably know like a third of them to some degree by the end of the weekend and there'll that's be, very cool i mean there'll be you know 50 60 maybe 100 people that are the people that come every single time and we all kind of know each other a bit and there's a facebook group and everybody kind of you know talks and stuff but it's a it's a very very different feel from what i imagine a blizzcon would be like or a san diego comic-con i mean i'd love to go to comic-con one year i'd love to go to blizzcon one year um obviously it's a bit of an undertaking from london <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'd love to do it. I'd love to see what it's like, and I bet it's completely amazing. But I think it would, I don't think it would have the same family feel that EJ was talking about that the con has. Right. I don't know. Do you, do you agree, EJ? I yeah, I... no,
2: I think so. I think, um, I don't think you'd ever get the same feeling in the two fandoms because, I mean, just like you're saying, just purely on Sunday. Mm. Um, and that's perfectly fine. Um, but I suppose favourites. There tends not to be. Touch wood, she says as she says it. There tends not to be uh, drama attached to the Discworld fandom. Oh well, there's a little drama around the edges, but, we, bit, <laughs> but, but, but <laughs> we can usually but, ignore it. Yes, not to the extent that sometimes you can get in gaming. No, uh,
1: so. <laughs> Um, Generally speaking, nice safe space. one of the things that the Discord Con has got right, to the extent that other conventions quite often copy it, is our bullying and harassment policy. Um, Discord Con was one of the first cons in the UK, so this is the 10th Discworld convention, um, it's the 20th anniversary, so it started in 1996. And even right back in the early cons, when people didn't really think about um, harassment, and bullying and equality in quite the same way in the late 2000s, uh, late 1990s, as we do now, um, the Disc World Convention did have policies in place for dealing with that stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's always been strived to be a very safe space. Um, And it's very open and very inclusive. And we have facilities for um, helping people who need assistance to get to, like, it, maybe they need seating, maybe they need to be, um, seated before everybody else comes into an event, maybe they need, um, just a bit of space or a bit of quiet. We, we try to make sure that all people's needs are catered for and that's always been a really key thing to the convention, always, from back, from when it was started. So it is a proper safe space for everyone and I don't think the same could be said, unfortunately, about no, community. unfortunately.
0: Yeah, no, and and it's so important. And I, there's uh, some people, and I think it's very, very fair of them to who will just not go to conventions that don't have a policy like that mm. in place. And I think that's so important, so important. Cool. Because you
2: want everyone to come along and have fun. This is all mm. supposed to be fun. Whatever you talk talking about, it's supposed to be fun. Um, yeah,
0: well, I'm, we're going to talk about that a little bit in our feature today on how you know mm. what's supposed to be fun, people like to ruin, and we, we, we don't <laughs> like that. We don't. Um, the last question is: Do you have any guilty pleasures? Do either of you have anything that you kind of, you know, watch under the table or, or don't uh, <laughs> don't admit to as readily as you uh, as you would?
2: Uh, I really, really, really enjoy um, uh, trashy uh, vampire or supernatural novels. Um,
1: I, just, I don't think that's a big guilty pleasure at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was the nearest thing I could think of to a guilty pleasure.
2: I don't think it's a guilty pleasure. Well, I do sometimes because sometimes people look at you like you, you know, just um, done something quite rude in front of them, um, and they're not the greatest, you know, um, novels ever written. But I just, I quite like it. It's the same way I like crime novels as well. And it's going back to what Raven was saying earlier about things like NCIS and stuff like that. I quite like the. Oh, okay. So there's going to be an evil thing that happens, and the good whatever they are, people or creatures are going to solve it and probably there'll be a bit of tension where you think somebody's died or maybe somebody will die I I like that, sometimes I just like that formulaic (laughs) stuff, you know what you're going to get
0: Exactly. Um,
2: and sometimes that's actually all you need so yeah, Yeah. that's probably my nearest thing to a (laughs)
1: a guilt, I think I think probably my guilty pleasure is that I really like Jason Statham films
0: Um, (laughs) and
1: I don't think anybody who has ever considered themselves to be any variety of feminist should really like <laughs> Jason Stanton films because they're hideously misogynistic and just, they're Powerful. awful. But, see- um, <laughs> but I just, I, yeah, I really like those terrible films. Terrible, terrible films. So I really like the first Crank film, the second one was a bit weird. Um, I really like the Fast and Furious films. They're terrible. Like,
0: mm-hmm. awful, mm-hmm.
1: awful films. They have no, like... Um, They have no kind of saving grace Um, And if you think that women should be treated equally Which obviously I do Then they're really not exactly providing good role models Um, But then neither was classic James Bond Well, I Uh, was just about to say that Because last night, in the middle of the night We found
2: You Only Live Twice And we came into it partway through At the bit where he's about to be turned Japanese Oh yes. Oh no. And they give him all of oh, the God. sort of plastic surgery that isn't plastic surgery with all the oh, Japanese really? ladies in just their pants and knickers, and um, oh. and bras, and they, they make, every time he says something and it was just like oh my goodness oh, I remembered that yeah. this was bad but I forgot how bad it was yeah um, I really James like James
1: Bond yeah, films
0: still, too I still enjoyed it
1: <laughs> yeah this was I really I liked, was like oh, although actually you see classic James Bond films you've got a bit more of an excuse in that they are at least kind of classic films uh, whereas yeah Oof. my little my Jason station thing there's no oh. yeah that's a proper a. guilty
0: pleasure <laughs> Yes, but, but Jason Statham is, uh, he's a beautiful man. So at the very least, you can enjoy, you know, objectifying him in a movie where he's objectifying at all. That's, that's the way I would, uh. I so would. You, um, you could
1: probably square that pretty. circle somehow. but um. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. So there you go. Um, terrible taste <laughs> in movies. E- EJ said, EJ did say earlier that I will watch almost anything, and yeah, I have really, really terrible taste in in movies. But
2: I, I like to you do it as a public service because you go and see them, so the rest of us don't have to. Because you come back and go, oh gosh, that was awful. Well, I do. I do <laughs> so also like similar to that. I do also like good movies. Yeah, you do. do but
1: there are patches like in the too. cinema definitely where there's just only rubbish in them.
2: Isn't there? Yeah, and actually,
1: we've had a problem um, with the timings that they've been putting films on in the cinema that we usually go to, so actually, what we can see at 7.30 on a Wednesday evening, which is roughly the time we want to go to the cinema, is, has been a bit limited recently, because they keep either putting films on, so they start at 6, which mm. we can't get to because we're still at work, or they don't start till about half past 8, which is too late, because um, right. I don't want to be at the cinema until midnight, so um unfortunately my cinema viewing has sort of skewed more towards the really terrible films because that's what they show at half past seven (laughs)
0: uh
1: but i do like a good worthy film as well um you know i'm struggling to think of one off the top of my head i was trying to think what the what's coming up in the oscars this year but um uh i do like good controversial right now Yes, bit controversial right now.
0: Yes, yes. In fact, I uh, I was sent a, a text to my friend Ray, who's been on a couple of episodes, and he's like, I said, you know, are we going to do a, a Oscars show and talk about the Oscars the week before the Oscars uh, are on? And he goes, I don't know. I'm kind of boycotting them this this year. And I'm like, hmm, that's a good point. Hey, you <laughs> could do your much. own
2: Oscars. You could like yeah. have a look at what was on over the last year and have your own like. Uh,
1: nominations for each of the categories instead.
0: Yeah, and I think that's probably what we're going to yeah. do. I think that's probably what we're going to do to just to to even even out the bad karma. Yeah,
1: Definitely. meanwhile the rest of the world should try and educate Charlotte Rampling about oh, oh my what Lord. racism means. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Like I quite like you. Why did you just say something that was so blatantly stupid? Um I hate it when people I sort of quite admire for their acting talent like say really stupid things. Like Really? Yeah. Really? Did you really just... Never mind.
2: It's like having that friend that you've known for years who suddenly says something and you're like, what? Did that come out of your mouth? What was that all about?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and how did I not know this about yeah. you? Yeah.
2: How, how come we've known each other for so long and you...
1: Oh, dear, no. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I will be sitting over in the corner reconsidering our friendship. Mm, Yes. Uh, yeah. Oscar's depressing. So, yeah, you should totally do an alternative one where all of the, like, you know, good stuff gets. um, You can nominate your own good things.
0: Yeah, and Ray is very much a a movie connoisseur, so I'm sure he's got some good suggestions.
2: A far more diverse um, selection of people who could be up for each category.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, thank you, ladies, for letting us know a little bit more about you. You're welcome. Appreciate You're very it. Very
2: welcome. We've been talking so long; I've had to get more gin. gin. Yes,
0: yes. We are all enjoying aviation gin today. <gasps> yes,
2: so the cool. aviation gin
0: is amazing.
2: Yeah, amazing. It's a re- it's, you know what? This is going to become a really good session gin.
1: Mmm. Mm. We like session gin. No, mm. no. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: my my husband heard uh, heard that I was. Uh, Enjoying the the drink and and came over and, and had a taste for himself.
1: So. Uh, oh, uh, does he also like
2: it?
0: He does. He does. He's a big gin fan. So
2: yes, my husband was very. Uh, he walked past and I sort of waved the empty tonic uh, can at him, and he very certainly got me not only more tonic but also some ice. Oh, oh very nice. I know he's very. <laughs> he's very well trained. <laughs> his mum, yes, his mum trained him very well. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. I don't want a vegetable goo on the can. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> Mr. B is the, the, the voice from beyond that we quite often have uh, in our show, especially when we've got some sort of technical question, because he's like a walking wowhead, which is like a, mm-hmm, a of mm-hmm. the Warcraft. And we'll sort of go, hold on, I'll ask, I'll ask, I'll ask. You'll suddenly get this in the background. I'm gonna like, go. oh, okay, all right. Um,
0: yeah, I very much enjoy the uh, husband face moment. Husband I think face those are, those are just charming. Especially
2: when they're trying to like kill some... Like mythic uh, boss, and all of a sudden, like, eruption happens. And I'm like, oh, hold on, a thing happens! Peer around, because our computers are next to each other. So I peer over and go, oh, a thing's dead! Good! <laughs> Did you get any loot? No, you never get any loot. I don't know why he does it. never gets any loot.
0: <laughs> well, that, that's a good transition for how we kept it geek this week, because I have been mentioning on, on the last several podcasts that uh, we are remodeling our kitchen.
2: So the picture that you've included in your show notes, is this the what it looked like before you started work,
0: yes, this is the before, oh. and oh, gosh. I'm going to. <laughs>
1: it's, it's, yes. it's quite something. Barbara Cartland yes. would have loved
0: it. So, um, when we bought this house, what is it now, sweetie? Five years ago? Yeah, about five oh, years ago. With this, this month, kitchen
1: actually. For five years. <laughs>
0: We have lived with oh, this wow. kitchen for Gosh, five you years.
1: Are, are there, do you have sort of sunglasses sitting <laughs> like by the door to the kitchen that just every time you come into the kitchen you can put some sunglasses on? Uh,
0: it, it's definitely, it's definitely uh, would have helped in a lot of instances. <laughs> wow. But when we bought this house, as I've said in other other uh, episodes, the all the the walls were black padded fabric. Oh. In like the living room, that just like, and not not like l- small padding, like inch thick padded oh. fabric. Wow. Not a not a room in the house had um you know was without pink somewhere in the house. And our our real estate agent honestly almost didn't show it to us, but it's in like the perfect area, and you know it was within our price range, and we're like, no, we we want to see this house. And he's like, it was the last one he took to us to that day. <laughs> And he's like, you're, "You're, this is going to be just kind of a fun end to the day. You're not going to want this house. It's just kind of crazy to look at. So we'll take you and I'll show you the, the house. And we walked in and we're like, yeah, it's crazy, but the ceilings are beautiful. They're high and the, the layout's amazing. And and being our first house, we made the mistake of going, oh, it's just cosmetic. This won't be too bad to fix. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Tell them about the cherubs. Tell them about the cherubs. Oh, okay. God. Yeah. So. Uh, so second house um the (laughs) the first one was interesting enough because everything was done in pastel colors um Mm -hmm. but the second one we bought um the lady of the house um had obviously decided that she wanted quite a grand theme for downstairs um and so she'd done like dark green walls and dark brown paintwork and then um on each of the where each of the curtains were, she'd done swag to make them look like um, like an opera house um, theatre curtains in wow. big pink swag. Um, <laughs> and then halfway up the walls, she'd put a white stuck-on dado rail all the way round. Which and you were like, okay. So above was green, and the bottom was green and white stripes. Um, okay. and you're like, okay. Um but then on each of the big walls, so where normal people would like to hang like pictures and stuff, she's no no, no pictures for me <laughs> She got these huge stick on plaster um uh circles which had pictures of cherubs frolicking on them. And these oh, things no. were like fifty centimetres. Wide and she put them perfect. on the oh, <laughs> walls, so you couldn't hang any pictures. And they were all they were all framed by further dado-style stuck-on framework, uh, which and all of it was wonky. None of it was straight. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you just have
0: to wonder what people are thinking. I mean, I I wish I had pictures of the house when it was furnished because uh, the the piece de resistance, and I'm gonna have to like maybe every time I post a. a an episode, I'll I'll add another picture oh, of our yes. house at purchase. But um, we have in the backyard a swimming pool. It's Palm Springs, and mm-hmm. you you have to have a swimming pool. And in the in the bottom of the swimming pool, it's hand tiled a a carousel with a lion, a horse, and a an elephant, <laughs> and five juggling clowns.
1: Oh. Oh I, oh, I hate clowns. Oh, I yeah, I can't do clowns. We can't do clowns. Well, they're there are no they're, clowns they're relatively
0: here. they're relatively harmless clowns. <sighs> they, they they don't have they're not they're not eerie clowns in any way, shape, or form. But um, but yeah, so well, it was just it was just a weird house. So we've we finally this week said goodbye to the Barbie kitchen, and um, and so now it is us living in in three rooms on the other end of our house. You know, hoping that we can survive four to five months of construction. Oh, <laughs>
2: but, but you know, after five, I you know, you say you bought this five years ago. If you've had that kitchen for five years, you you guys deserve medals or something. That is just <laughs> atrocious. <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah, yeah, and every every single one of those tiles is hand painted. Oh
2: it's, gosh, it
0: yeah, gets so, worse. Yeah, it's um they they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars making this the ugliest house ever.
2: <laughs> must have done it must have cost them a fortune
0: oh yeah all the fabric the the seams met perfectly so that the pattern never was interrupted and the um light switches and the plugs had the the material covering so we were finding plugs and outlets for for months (laughs) (laughs) that we hadn't seen before (laughs) because they just
2: blended in oh
1: my goodness wow that's, that's have some you, kitchen. <laughs> have you ever come across the website terrible real photos dot com? No. Oh man, you should go and have a look. Um I will put it in the Skype box. Um it's a collection of um of photos that people have found on um estate agents' websites. And it's just it's just brilliant if you like that kind of terrible pictures people take when they're attempting to sell their houses. Uh-huh. It's just amazing. The numbers of toilets that are in kitchens in some parts of the world is um,
0: is astounding. Yeah, I, it's just it's interesting what people do. <laughs> yeah. And then you expect
1: to sell it. Um, uh, anyway, I must not look at that now because tomorrow. No, but you should look at it at yes. a point later on. Um,
0: I definitely will. I have it. I have it plugged in. Yes, that will. But I'm, I'm not going to look at it now because we will get completely off we'll get off totally the
1: rails. Yes. Uh, if you look at some yes. of the really old ones, some of the really old ones, uh, some one of them somewhere is one that uh, has got a horse in it, like inside the house.
0: <laughs> oh no! <laughs>
1: Which I guess the, uh, the person who was selling the house thought would be really quirky and kind of yeah. interesting. To put yeah, there's Yeah, there's a, there's no, a... you can even like, fit a horse in this house. Yes, and here is my pony thing. standing in the hallway. Like, the pony's like, hi, I'm standing in the hallway.
0: Okay. You know, there's somebody who looked at that picture and wondered if the horse came with the house.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably, probably.
0: Yeah, so anyway, so we are, are kind of shoved into one little corner of the house and, um, uh, but we did, did manage this week to get some TV viewing in, um, We watched uh, the premiere of DC Legends of Tomorrow.
1: Oh, yeah. Cool. How was that? So,
0: I don't know. It was, you know, it was a first episode, and I think I'm going to give it another one or two to see if it catches on. I'm afraid they might have too many characters to do anything more than cool action scenes. uh Yeah, because it's a huge cast.
1: Yeah. It was going to be a problem.
0: Yeah. And we saw Agent Carter this week, which is back and fun, and she's fabulous.
1: Mm. Yes. Those are sitting on my on my viewing list, so I'm looking forward to getting back into those. I enjoyed the first season a lot.
2: Yeah, I think so, I know, a few episodes uh sitting on the skybox she's watching. But I what I've seen, I really, really
0: Yeah, I think I think she's a, a great addition to, to the, the teen... mythology and yeah. Yeah. And then my my guilty pleasure is back, Teen Wolf is back and <laughs> I watched a couple episodes of that this week, so that's fun. And the, the last kind of random thing that I did this week was um because I'm a drama teacher, I'm always looking for fun plays to do, or at least scenes from fun plays to do with my kids. And for the first time, I'm, I'm also the esports team captain, kind of like they're, they're um, the teacher in charge of that club. And my production staff for drama and my captains for the esports team are actually the same kids this year. Oh. So I'm looking at next year doing something a little bit more on the geeky side as far as uh, shows go. And so I was looking at some plays, and there are surprisingly a large amount of geeky plays out there. There is In Love and Warcraft, oh, which gets all sorts of really cool reviews, and, um, and then another one which is kind of made up to look like a classic D&D um, box cover. It's called She Kills Monsters, <laughs> That's cool. and so I'm just yeah, so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what they're kind of about and if there's any good scenes that I can pull out for for different competitions and and stuff like that. That's really so. cool
2: that you've got an esports uh, club uh, uh, for your kids. That's really cool.
0: Yeah, they're they're they just started a new season this week, and they're. Kind of try. It's mostly League of Legends. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple that play Starcraft and a couple that play, that play Hearthstone. But um, they actually kind of cut one of their kids because they're like, you know what? He he's toxic. And if we're not doing well, instead of kind of bolstering the team, he kind of cuts everybody down. And we don't want that kind of attitude in our our uh, club. So you know, we're we're kind of benching him mm-hmm. until um, until he can kind of. Learn how to work with others. You know, not kicking him out of the club yes. entirely. Just saying, all right, you're you're not going to be first string. You're going to have to. You, we don't care how good you are. You're you're going to have to sit on the bench and and sub in instead of being a mainer main player because it's
2: a fabulous attitude hmm. to see yeah. a bunch of like a bunch of kids taking over something like this because given how how I mean I know that League of Legends is quite renowned for for having quite a toxic community and I suppose it might be quite easy to get sort of um, uh, to get sort of pulled into it so for a team to to make that decision even if it might impact them on like losing a good player is is really good news for up and coming gamers
0: yeah i I think that it's it's hopeful you know that that they're starting to look at that as part of their experience as opposed to just winning. Mm. And, you know, they certainly want to do well, and they just want to win, and they will talk strategy at lunch and all that fun stuff. But, you know, when it comes down to their experience, they want it to be a positive one.
2: I wish school was that cool when I was at school. Man, so do I.
0: <laughs> Seriously. Like, I I talk to kids about video games and, and comic books and all this. Stuff. Like, I'm the, I get to be the cool teacher because yeah, I'm into a lot of the stuff that they're into. And I'm like, why weren't people like you when I was in high yeah.
1: school? <laughs> Oh, certainly, certainly none of the teachers were like that when we were at school. I remember we no. used to, um, we used to read, uh, SFX magazine, which is a sci-fi magazine in the UK, uh, and we had a, me and my three friends had a, um, had a pen pal. <laughs> A guy called Ian in Manchester, who we used to write to, who we'd found through the back of, there was like a pen pal section at the back of SFX magazine. Um, So we used to, yeah, we used to write letters back and forth with Ian. We (laughs) used to sit around and we'd write, we'd get one of those pens that wrote in like four different colours because there were four of us and we'd sit and like write letters and like each of us would write in a different (laughs) colour. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, we were really into the X-Files. He was really into the X-Files. So, um, yeah, we, we used to write about X-Files and sci-fi, and uh, it was amazing. It was really
0: cool. <laughs> when people wrote cool. real
1: letters. Yeah, real <laughs> letters in envelopes with stamps on.
0: <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that.
1: Yeah.
0: How about you, EJ? What did you do this week that was geeky? Uh,
2: Well, this afternoon, just this afternoon, um, I accidentally rewatched The Matrix, which I wasn't planning to do. Um, of which was uh, only one film Yes, this is what uh, We got to the end of it So, this started off We were watching Like, Sam and I were watching something about Extreme engineering uh Which <laughs> was kind of cool I like those folks um, And um, What was the extreme engineering? Thing? Oh, the extreme Actually, the extreme engineering was quite cool And geeky um, They were having to Were they in New York, dear? They were in New York So they were putting in a new sewage system Oh, a new subway were well, they also putting a sewage board. They have, Yeah. So. Yeah, so they had to they had to move like because obviously underneath New York lots of pipes and, Pipe and wires yeah, did, yeah. and things mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and they were redoing the the subway system um and they were having to Put like a big pipe in for sewage, um, down this one street. Um, but to do so, they were having to move all of these cables that had been there for like 50 years or so. And the way that they'd originally isolated the cables to keep them safe was by putting them down terracotta pipes. So they had, it was really, it was brilliant. And so these, these chaps were having to like, and these, these wires have got enough electricity to like, put out the entire block so obviously if you hit it wrong you are going home in a special type of car that day um and so they these guys have just got these like little hammers and they're just having to like delicately like break all of these terracotta pipes to get enough of the wire out to then wrap up in plastic to then break another bit more pipe to then wrap up again and it was just like you can see how things take so long to do when you've got to do all of this so that you can then shovel the wires a little bit out of the way so you've got enough room to put the pipe in so that you can then do something else. Um, so we were watching that going, oh, um, wow. And... Uh, my husband is a very lovely, impatient man, except when it comes to adverts on the television. Um, and as soon as the adverts comes on, he gets he gets flicker finger, which drives me up the wall. It really drives me up the wall. And So he'll flick to something. You'll start watching like 30 seconds of it. I'm like, oh, this is quite interesting. And then he'll flick on. And I'm like, no. Oh, OK. So he was flicking around with his flicker finger. And it was like, oh. It's going to be the very start of The Matrix. I haven't seen that for ages. Let's just watch The Start of The Matrix. I'm like, okay. And then it was the end of The Matrix. We we're like, oh. <laughs> and he turns to me and he goes, it's a good thing they never made a, like any sequels to that. I'm like, yes, that's a very yeah. good thing. Very Many good job that there's only one sequel make- from. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it still stands up really, really well. A couple of places, the. A couple of places it's looking a bit shonky and a bit tired, but mostly it's still a really good film. Um, that's cool. So yeah, we watched that, because obviously, usually I walk in just as they go, guns, need lots of guns, and I'm like, yay, it's my favourite <laughs> sequence, I'll watch it a bit, but we actually saw the whole thing. Um, what else have we done? I've been watching uh, lots of Grimm, uh, like I said, I'm sort of like eating that up, I'm about two thirds through the first season, and that's very cool. And I'm like, oh, when's he going to tell the girlfriend? Is she going to find out by accident? Oh, my
0: God. That's very much like um, when we were talking about Buffy earlier, but they got through that that um, monster of the week thing very quickly. Yeah. So I think even by the end of the first season, they weren't doing that really anymore.
2: No, and I actually think probably got to go through a bit of for the whole premise of it. I think you've got to do a fair amount of here's a different type of of being. And you're like, oh, okay. And those ones Mm -hmm. have the thing where they do a thing. All right, then. Okay. I understand. So, you know, that there are sort of, like, friendly ones and not friendly ones and batshit insane ones and so on and so (laughs) forth. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying that. And then the rest of the time, um, I have been in WoW, World of Warcraft. I've done a little bit... I'm I'm lucky enough to have been included in the Alpha. So I went and spent a little bit of time in the Alpha. Um, uh, They have finally uh, given um gnomes the ability to be hunters and I'm a gnome and I love gnomes. So and I've been asking for gnome hunters for about nine years. Um
0: <laughs> so <laughs> what I've done is
2: I've rolled a gnome hunter and I'm off running around uh like just exploring, going, Oh it's so exciting, it's so pretty. Um and achieve hunting. That's really what I'm doing at the moment with her. Um I'm very much into my achieve uh and so I'm working on those because uh This expansion has not been the greatest of expansions, um, but it's been really, really good for me working through my
0: achievements.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I really feel like I'm making a lot of positive progress on that. Um, Not so much on the... Yeah, the questing was really, really good for this expansion, and then it all fell over, which was a bit of a shame. But never mind.
0: Yeah, I've, I've had trouble staying with wow this this uh, expansion i'm really hoping um the next one is is as good as the questing experience was but then everything else once you're done with that is as good because i i haven't i've played very sporadically very well, the, very sporadically um
2: since i've come back after the holiday break and we've got more going on in the alpha i can tell you visually it is incredible Every time you think that they've done, like, they've put in, like, um environment, and you think, oh my goodness, that's incredible. I took a flight yesterday on this hunter, um, passing over two or three of the zones, and just blown away. Just absolutely blown away. And that level of questing experience that we had in Warlords, well and truly been carried forth into uh Legion.
1: That's the name of it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. How about you, Raven? What did you do this week?
1: Uh well, on Monday, I had a horsey geeky day um I went down to see a friend of mine in Sussex who's got a pony. We're doing um we're doing the same training course for it's called straightness training, um, learning how to do stuff with our ponies. So, uh and she got some friends of hers that were doing a similar thing to come to her yard. So I drove down to Sussex and lots of other people turned up and we had a lovely geeky pony day, uh which I shan't bore you with, but um but it was really good. It was really nice to go and meet some new people and hang out with some other people's ponies, playing with other people's ponies is always cool. Um in a more traditionally geeky sense, uh, I've been, as I said, been watching True Blood. Uh, so, been watching like an episode or two every night this week, and I've just got these two more to go now, so I shall finish it tomorrow. Um, which will kind of be a bit of a relief, actually, because I can start watching something else. Um, played a bit of WoW. Uh, I'm leveling my mage. My god, mages are squishy. I know. It's yeah. really oh bad this god. season. Oh, um, God! I just. Like ah, I keep. She's ninety five now, um, and I keep trying to do the bonus objectives in. So I'm just doing treasures to level her. All I'm doing Mm. is drain all treasures and um bonus objectives, and I keep going to try to do bonus objectives. And then there's like do all of these people and all of those people kill all of those, and then go and kill like a boss person. And whoever the boss person is keeps just like wiping my ass it's just like what on earth how can she be that squishy how is she dead already how How does that I've died so many times it's ridiculous <laughs> I thought my chamois was a bit squishy but no no my mage is just made of like <coughs> I don't know
2: yeah cotton it's candy sort of, yeah they they've taken the power out of um Nova. it doesn't stick anything for Toffee um, no because, right. it really doesn't um, and the same way um, Shadow Priest used to have Oh, thank Void God. Tendrils, thank you, dear. You uh, used to have Void Tendrils, and this season they just weren't holding on to anything to, to the point where I specked out of them. Um, no, the the Frost, because you play Frost like I do, the Frost Mage gets better once you get to a certain level of gear, and you can either pew things fast enough, or you've got some speed boosts and you just ping yourself out of the way, or take a bodyguard, but it's just...
0: <gasps> I it didn't...
2: Just, yeah,
1: I'm finding if it really it's... frustrating
2: uh, Yes, this is how my whole expansion has gone Until Ooh, I got yeah. the next level of gear
1: um,
2: it, She has probably been um, My shaman's better now She's got some more goy. She's probably been the most squishy And obviously I, may, I main as a frost mage So it's been quite
1: tedious <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. my my at uh, no point did the boomkin feel this bad. People were complaining about the boomkin for a while, and I always thought it felt okay. But I don't raid boomkin, so you know when people are complaining about something, they're usually complaining about it in a raid context, not a hmm. leveling context. I always felt, thought it felt felt fine to level. Um, and really, it's never been anywhere near this squishy. This mage is just she's just dead all of the time. Like it it it's ridiculous. Um, so she's 95 now i can get if i let her accumulate some rested i can get about one level's worth of rested xp out of any sort of 24 hour period so i'm just only playing her in rested and um mostly trying to do the treasures and leave the bonus objectives until i've outleveled them slightly Mm. um Mm. but yeah it's really really tedious really tedious um and I'm not particularly enjoying it, which is which means once she hits max levels, I probably won't do anything with her apart from the fact she's an engineer and I've got some engineering stuff I want to do, so um so that's been kind of frustrating. Um what else have I done this week? Last night I my boyfriend and I, we quite often on a well, usually I see him on a Saturday night, but obviously uh I'm doing this tonight. So um I saw him last night and we quite often sit in and watch a bad film. Uh, <laughs> and um <laughs> last night's bad film was Edge of Tomorrow. With Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt, might have been called "Live Die Repeat" in the US. Um, oh, I think I've seen that one. I think.
0: Yes. No. Uh, yeah. And then I think it was Edge to, Edge of Tomorrow here.
1: Oh, yeah. was it? it? I know it's been um, it's been put out under both names, but um, yeah, it was a 2014 film. Um, I really, I really enjoyed it. It was Tom Cruise, like in a film that I quite liked. Oh no, I haven't seen that one. I was thinking about the one that was filmed. In- oh. Um. Oh. The other oh you're right Tom Tom Cruise has been in two films sci-fi films recently I quite liked whoa Oblivion Oblivion, Oblivion that yeah. one yeah. yes liked that too um wow yeah Tom which annoys Cruise me because like an actor that I quite I like
2: know. I can't stand Tom Cruise and he really irritates me and then oh god he's like, in Jack Reacher as well I quite like Jack Reacher yeah. oh
1: god Tom Cruise has turned into an actor I like
0: he's been doing a lot of good stuff lately I don't know if he has new handlers or, <laughs> <laughs> or what the deal is. <laughs> But,
1: yeah. <laughs> I think Handler is
0: probably
1: the thing. Oh, Get down to the stage. Oh, oh, he was an oh, eyes wide. Eyes Wide Shut is the second to worst film I've ever seen, ever. Um, worst? Oh, there was a. Oh, what was it called? What was it called? What was it called? It had aliens in it. Oh, it was a. And it takes place almost entirely within one apartment. It's only. Oh, um, I might have to go look it up. Um, Sky something or other. Woo! Um, Um, I don't remember it was terrible it was was about like alien it was an alien invasion film but instead of like wanting to look at the alien like the aliens invade and all of the action of the film takes place within like one apartment where some people are trying to hide from the alien invasion so the alien invasion is a bit of a kind of um, it it doesn't really matter and it's just terrible we just the, the whole film is just spent like watching these people running around this apartment and occasionally they go out of the apartment and then the aliens come into the apartment and it's just like it's
0: not the block, is it?
1: No, no, no. It's a like serious oh what's it called? Oh
2: please tell me in the end the aliens get them.
1: <sighs> I don't I, I was asleep at that oh, point. Dear.
0: Oh god.
1: <laughs> it was terrible. It was called um, oh, God, what was that film called? Anyway, it was terrible, you don't want to see it. But um I was watching that as a second was the worst film I had seen up until I saw that film. Um, cause Eyes Wide Shut was terrible, and Tom Cruise was in that. Um, yes. and so I'd written him off. But actually, now I come to think of it, there's lots of films recently that he's been in that I quite like. So it's a bit weird. Um, but I quite enjoyed Edge of Tomorrow. Um, I like a bit of random time travel-ness. Um. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was a good film. I, uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit.
1: I like Emily Blunt. She's good. Um, so yeah, that's kind of all I've done this week, really. It's been a bit, I've done quite a lot of, um, stuff for the Discworld con this week in like boring, put, uh, Purchasing T-shirts and getting them printed and putting them in the, in the mail and sending them places um, and annoying the man at the post office uh, by turning up with like forty bat like forty things that need to go in the mail in the middle of the afternoon. It's like really, you <laughs> um, should be uh, very pleased that people are still sending things by post. Well, exactly, there, there was a big queue. So I tried to use the self service machine and they got really annoyed with me trying to use the self service machine. Um it was oh, it was just a bit tedious. So yes, I've done lots of boring admin stuff this week and obviously I've done my job that I'm paid to do, but I've not um I've not done an awful lot it's not been a terribly kinda of geeky week, it has to be said. I'm hoping although I keep saying this, I'm hoping things will calm down and things will be quieter and I can watch more TV and not have to run around as much, but Um, That never
0: happened. Well, very good. Well, yes, hopefully we'll get some more. I think we'll all get a little bit more geek in as as the New Year rolls along. But um, we should probably transition to the news because we are are going on to an hour and a half. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So uh, in our news, I figured I'd start with uh, Blizzard Entertainment looking to revitalize the Warcraft brand since we're all um, big WoW players. And the the article doesn't say much. It
1: was called Skyline. It was called Skyline. Don't watch it. It's terrible. It was made in 2010. There you go. Sorry.
0: <clears throat> I, I missed that one. Thankfully. Thank
1: fuck for that. Don't, um, <laughs> don't. Hey, you did really well. We got an hour and a half in before you said the F word. Well
0: done. Woo! You are put in the warning so people know.
1: And what happens? <laughs> What happens is I start ranting about things and then I start yeah. swearing. It's all completely mm-hmm.
0: appropriate. Uh yes That's it was called appropriate use of language.
1: It was called Skyline. They've actually made a sequel to it. Or they're oh, making right. a sequel to it called Beyond Skyline. Um which I like really can't imagine is gonna be any good.
0: It'll probably be Beyond Terrible.
1: Uh yeah. Anyway, there you go, sorry. No, no problem. So,
0: <laughs> so they're talking about revitalizing the, the Warcraft brand. And those of us who've been, um, you know, who listen to all the, the Warcraft podcasts or do Warcraft podcasts kind of have known that the, the player base has been, um, getting smaller and smaller. Uh, so they're deciding to go kind of more of the route of nostalgia and bringing back things that people like more than, um, trying to do, new things? Do you guys think guys think that this is a, a positive way of going? Or would you like to see them do all new, all different?
1: It's hard to tell. It must be very difficult being Blizzard at the moment um, when trying to work out what to do with Warcraft. Because obviously it's been the, um, the flagship IP for such a long time, but actually now isn't the flagship IP in many ways. I mean, there's a lot of people still playing the game. Um, but you've got to think either at this point, with dwindling subscription numbers, you either want to reinvent it and revitalise it. And obviously, um, these uh, this article that we're looking at another ones uh um, sort of centred around the movie, which has obviously got to appeal to more than just Warcraft players um, and, and start trying to introduce the IP to other people. So do we want, you know, are we trying to put some stuff in and make it, get it back up to that 10 million, get it back up to that 12 million subscribers and have a kind of second rebirth? Or, as a company, do you just think, you know what, there's like how many people playing Hearthstone and Heroes of the Storm and Diablo and, uh, you know, we've got other stuff going on. We've got a whole another game coming out. Um, Overwatch is due out this year sometime. Um, so it's, it must be, must be quite tricky for Blizzard trying to work out what they actually... Does it matter if they let WoW die quietly?
0: I actually don't think it does. <laughs> I don't think it does. I mean, it does to us because we love it so much, but... For them, business-wise, it's not their biggest earner right now.
1: But obviously they've now got this movie coming out, which was, um, which has been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Um, and obviously they've wanted to do it for a really, 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 really long time, and now they're finally getting to do it. So it's silly to not capitalize on that.
0: Mm-hmm. But you kind of mm-hmm.
1: think, actually, from the point of view of the game and where they are in the game's product cycle, um, if you let me lapse into marketing sort of... Um, uh mode for a moment. You have the sort of growth period of a product and then it, it plateaus out and then it, it declines and that's it's very difficult to take a declining product and then turn it back into a growth product. Um doesn't really matter what the product is, a a video game or a like, you know, doesn't matter what it is, a physical thing, whatever. Um, once it's got into a declining phase, it's very difficult to turn that round and imagine what they could do that would take it from the current five million subscribers and push it back up consistently to 10 million or 12 million or even take it you know beyond that um Mm -hmm. partly because the video games industry has moved on we don't Mm -hmm. subscription games are not really where it's at at the moment it's all about dlc and um uh, different modes of paying for for games so actually you know paying them 10 quid a month to be allowed to play their game is quite a that that's quite retro in and of itself, but it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting that the movie obviously is um, picking up uh, media in non-video gaming places um, as, as people try to as they try to kind of build some hype and um, and obviously as people get interested in what's what's going on with it. So it's, uh, it seems like a slightly conflicted place that Blizzard find themselves in. Um, it, the timing doesn't. I'm not sure the timing is great. Uh, it would have been better no. had it been released um, a couple of years ago when you know. When things were on the up, I mean, if they'd managed to release the movie at the same time as Warlords of Draenor and they'd maybe done a better job of Warlords and there was that big, do you remember, there was that big subscription boost.
0: Mm-hmm. Of course, we're not mm-hmm. going to
1: know anything about subscriptions now because they've said they're going to stop reporting about it because it's, you know, it's not the the headline figure for them, which is you know, fair enough. Um, right. But if they'd, you know, if they'd managed to get the movie in at the same point at which that subscription boost was happening because people were coming back to see what they'd done, then you kind of think that would have worked quite well. But what it'll be well, like this year. I
2: But I think that could have been one of the worst things they could have done, because given how Warlords paid out in that like, the yeah, question I...
1: experience was amazing and then it all went tits up. I like to think, though, that if that had been the case, they would have spent a bit more, um, they would have spent some more time, money, energy, whatever, on um, on fixing
0: warlords a bit.
1: It feels like warlords, it feels like they sort of abandoned warlords in a slightly I think odd way.
2: garrisons happen to warlords, and I think that was a huge problem.
0: I, I think they, they get to a point where they, they they put all their eggs in a basket, like the garrisons, and then it doesn't work out, and they're like, well, we're... Doing the next expansion anyway, so they kind of start focusing more on. They're the, I'm sure at some point they were like, "All right, we're kind of done with Warlords. Let's just work on Legion because Warlords is wash." You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're not going to come out and say that to us, but I think at some point they're just kind of like, "Well, let's not mess this up anymore. Let's let's just work with what you know, making the next thing better." And, and focus on that.
1: Yeah, it certainly feels like that was that was kind of what they did, and I know they brought a lot of new people into the project, and it's very difficult to get new people up to speed and in how everything works, and how your systems work, and then you've got to change your systems because you've now got, you know, 100 people coding on something where you previously had 50. It's, you know, it, it's, a, it, it's a problem, and I know they had all those problems whilst they were developing Warlords, but you kind of, it does feel like they sort of, yeah, this is lost cause, let's just leave it there and get on with something else. So it'll be It'll be interesting. I certainly think, I, I can see where media people would think, um, that they're trying to revitalize the Warcraft brand. Um, but I wonder whether that's actually, I don't know, I, I'd love to know what Blizzard's own game plan is and whether actually what they want to do is whether they are actively trying to bump it back up to that 10 million subs or, you know, beyond or whether they're just kind of, trying not to embarrass themselves whilst the movie's out, and actually they're going to let it quietly die in a corner. Obviously, that they'd never say that out
0: loud. Well, and I also don't know that they'll let that do that because I think, business aside, I think a lot of the developers have such a a fond connection to Warcraft. You know, I think for a lot of them, that is their baby. Yes. <laughs> and so I think, I think that's something as fans that a lot of people don't really give Blizzard enough credit for, is that they really are, and, and not in a... Conceited way, but they are really big fans of their own work. They're very Which excited about yes. their stuff.
1: Yes, you only need to listen to Chris Metzen talk for for five minutes, and you realize that actually they're just big gigs and they re- really like their own stuff. Yeah. yeah. So
0: yeah. So hopefully that'll 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 lead that into some positives because I you know we love Warcraft and you know hopefully more people will after the movie comes out and they'll they'll be able to kind of boost boost the viewership again. Hopefully, yeah. Um, they've announced that uh, episode eight of um star wars is going to be coming out in december and so it is now december releases which a lot of people are saying is very unique because back in the day the all the releases were on in may
1: yeah i don't know whether they're just trying to um sort of separate themselves out from the summer blockbusters um or because they think it's a less congested part of the calendar I know um, movie scheduling, like release scheduling, is quite a sort of contentious thing. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, maybe they just think, you know, there's there's not as much going on at that time of the year, whereas they wouldn't be up against um, all of the other sort of summer blockbusters and things. If you remember, the WoW movie was retimed because they wanted to include it with the summer blockbusters. Um, right. That's where more people go to the cinema. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Did you? you, presumably you've seen The Force Awakens? I
0: have. The two of you have as well. Yes,
1: yes. I think... Did you see it? No, you've not seen it. I've not seen
2: it yet. Uh,
0: okay, I'm no home. spoilers. Yeah,
2: no spoilers. <laughs> it's, it's fine, it's fine. I'm not particularly... You know, I feel like I should be more hyped for it, but I think the legacy from certainly two and three has probably is probably sitting my shoulders going, oh, do you really want to go and see it? Disney's got hold of it. Um, I, I am going to go and see it. <laughs> And by the sounds of things, now I've got a really long time to see it before the next one's out, so I don't really feel like I have to be in any sort of rush.
0: <laughs> yes, although we're getting Rogue One in um, in December of this year, yes, and it sounds it does not sound like we will be getting a December anytime soon without some sort of Star Wars property movie.
1: Yeah, which is cool. It's cool. I like it. I mean, I really like The Force Awakens. I thought it. I thought it was a really good movie. I really enjoyed it it's um the pacing was really good uh the script was really good um and it was shot to look very much kind of like the original episode you know episode four five and six so yeah i really liked it i thought they did a really good job with it i was worried they wouldn't but i I was happy with what they did
0: i heard a very cool little story on uh i remembered it better this week um cliff was talking about how he has a friend who went to the same high school as jj abrams Oh yeah. Uh not at, not at the same time, but the same high school. And um when Maz Cantana, the barkeep, turns around and says, um Han Solo, <laughs> uh, the his friend that he went to see the movie with, squealed because apparently she is based off of their old English teacher.
1: Oh! <laughs>
0: and so cool. there's this little yeah, this little muppet of a of a an alien barkeep is completely uh based on their old english teacher and so i made sure this week when i was talking to my drama kids i'm like all right if any of you are making movies (laughs) i expect to go to one of these movies and see me up on that screen excellent i thought it was a fun little fun little story that's cool yeah uh the suicide trailer suicide squad trailer came out this week are either of you looking forward to this movie
1: i have not seen the trailer i am looking forward to the movie um uh, I, this is exactly the sort of movie I, I really like. Um, I'm I'm slightly worried about what DC is up to. Um, although, having said that, I've seen the, the Batman versus Superman trailer a couple of times now, and, it, uh, and I'm more excited having seen that trailer than I was previously. So maybe it'll be all right.
2: <laughs> I think in a l- lot of these things, we, we get worried about them, and I think mostly, as long as you don't expect things to be exactly... Um, as long as you're not too precious about things, most of these things are usually a pretty good yarn when it comes to movies.
0: That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. And and from everything I heard, everything I've seen and and the little tidbits that they've given out, I I do think Harlequin is going to... Oh, yeah. She's going to steal the movie. Yeah. The the way it should be. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that. And then the last little bit is, they they finally said that uh, Sense8 is going to be uh, premiering late in 2016. Did you guys watch this on Netflix?
1: I've seen a couple of episodes, but not the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, this is not one I'm used
0: to. Um, I, I highly recommend it. No. It is such a unique show. Did you enjoy what you've seen so far, Raven?
1: Yeah, so basically um, my boyfriend's watched it, and I've been at his house whilst he's watched a couple of episodes, Uh, and it's just not one um I've quite got around to seeing from the beginning. But yeah, it certainly looked like an interesting premise, very, very unusual um, quite, it's quite a unique idea.
0: Yeah, so I, I threw in the show notes for any, any Sense8 fans out there, Um, little tidbit. The spoilers I think they're referring to are things that happened in Season 1, so if you're worried about se- sp- Series 2 spoilers, don't worry about it. That's not the spoilers they're talking about. <laughs> so Good to know. Yes. So that is it for our news, which is going to transition us into our feature for the evening, which is... Um, Ways that, that gamers are rooting gaming, and the article, I referenced it last episode, but I thought it was something worth talking about today. And I figured since um, we're all members of Team Positive here, we are. Um, we're, we're maybe go through their 10 controversial ways and find solutions.
2: Oh, yes. Let's give that a go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the, the article will be in the show notes if you want to follow along. But uh, number 10 uh, is complaining about uh, downloadable content and then buying it anyway.
1: Yeah, I think see, everybody knows somebody who does this. hmm You see, I, I'm not sure I mind about DLC. It depends a little bit... It depends a little bit what it is, um, and how much it's being priced for, and that kind of thing. But yes, you either have to... Yeah, you either have to not buy it, or you have to not complain about it. I mean, that's, you know... Obviously, I uh, you know most of what I play is World of Warcraft, so I'm not... I'm, well, I'm paying a subscription every month in a very retro fashion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and then we also pay for expansions which is so maybe I, I I'm not hugely bothered about um about DLC when I've been buying things uh, playing things like Oblivion so Elder Scrolls Oblivion had um a couple of um expansions you could buy and also had um really silly things like you could buy horse armor
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um and I actually thought that was quite cool, and I bought all of that, so it was fine. So I, I, oh, I don't know. It's not something I particularly feel very strongly about. I think.
0: Yeah, I think. Oh, go ahead. Well, go I ahead, was going to say, you
1: know,
2: I don't. You know, I think the problem isn't people who buy DLC or people who don't buy DLC. It's the it's mostly the people who complain very loudly about it, as if it's ruining everything, and then go and like spend their cash on it anyway. Mm-hmm. You're know, like, well, if it's if it's really that atrocious, then. Surely you should be in the "don't buy it" camp, so that companies go, "Oh, nobody's buying this. Maybe it's not worth doing, or maybe we have to release things in a different fashion." Um, but it's the it's the it's absolutely awful. Oh, but I bought it anyway. It's like, well, you're just spewing hate. Let's let's yeah. just not spew the hate.
0: And I think that's the big thing is is you know, anytime somebody's just going off on something that really bothers them, and I'm I, I'm, I'm very quick to say, well. Are you writing a letter? Are you sending an email? Are you addressing it in any other way? Or Are you just complaining about it?
2: Yeah, be be po- yeah, be the positive change you want to see, not not the uh, very vocal jerk that nobody wants to hear.
1: Yeah. So
0: number <laughs> ten, our our advice seems to be, you know, speak with your wallet or or don't speak. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. Although actually, I kind of I feel like. If the model is moving towards DLC, that's because that's where, um, like, that's where they think that these companies with lots of market information think they can make their money. And there's probably a reason for that. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: the, there are some things it's a bit pointless complaining about. Um, and you can sit and complain about the status of the, the state of modern gaming All you like, but it's not gonna change anything. So if this is the model that people are using, obviously this is the model people are using because that's how they're making money. So it's probably not really, you know, worth complaining about it if it's making them enough money that they think it's worth doing. See what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Number nine is ruining the fun and getting excited. And Again, I don't know that we experience this as much as WoW gamers, because we tend to get excited about everything.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Because we've had so little news, anything, anything. um, This is one of the moments where I I come across this in WoW, when for some bizarre reason, I've decided to go and read the official forums
1: whoa mm-hmm. why and you
2: should never go in. <laughs> to be fair i'm usually only going into the official forums because i've had like a technical issue or or there's like an achievement and i'm like is this not working and you go on and there's like four million people going this doesn't work fix it right i'll be like oh okay it's not just me fair enough um but and then you especially get this after um, after BlizzCon or wherever they've made the big announcement about the next expansion. And, you know, even, like, the year when we just got a name and we got no details, just the name, and and um, you go onto the forums and it's immediately full of, oh, that sounds absolutely rubbish, bleep, 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 I don't, you know, it's just never going to be as good as it was at X point, I'm going to, you know, cancel my subscription now, see you all later, losers, blah, and you're like, woo! Whoa, calm down, calm down We don't really know very much yet So let's not all think, you know, let's not think about the bad And plus the fact, maybe we should just, you know, revel in the fact that we've got something new coming Rather yeah. than poo-pooing on it from a great height before you've even started Did you Did you just smirk? I heard someone Me? smirk Yes <laughs> You smirked <Yeah>. my poo-pooing <laughs> I, Only a little bit yeah <laughs> but things, thinking, so, they don't like, the i was
1: thinking about a hip <laughs> <Yeah>. um. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit of a hipster thing isn't it to be like yeah. so totally over it before it's even happened mm-hmm. london's, well, of course, london's like, yes. full of hipsters well yes yes it is
2: you know of course i was into it when it was all good i don't even know why we were bothering to discuss this and you're like oh you're just sucking the joy out of things you know if you're not interested in something that's absolutely fine but you don't have to then detract from everybody else's joy that they're having. Going, look a things
1: happening. And if you want to be um, excited about World of Warcraft, you should come and listen to our podcast because we're always excited. Oh, it.
0: nice! They are. They make it so much fun. Like, <laughs> honestly, if, if I haven't said this enough, if you are not listening to Girls Gone Wild and you enjoy Warcraft, it is a show you have to live. It's just so much fun. <laughs> I
1: bless you. You gave us a lovely, lovely plug last week. I really you liked did. it. it was <laughs>
0: um, I. I uh, had uh, Chris Case from the Game Case Show, and I think he's also now doing um, the Converted. Oh yeah. And and he's coined a phrase that we've now adopted into uh, uh, Geektitude, hmm. which is uh, eat your cookies, because <laughs> in the episode he was here, people we talked about how people are constantly complaining about getting new content, yeah. And it you know you know complaining about the stuff that's coming out, and it's like, but it's new content, you know, just just sit there and eat your cookies, like enjoy the content. <laughs>
2: So the other thing I don't get about these people who are so down on everything—it's like, well, why are you still playing if it's yeah. really as awful and nothing could possibly ever be good? And it's a uh, why? Why are you still here? I don't understand. And if you're not playing anymore, why are you still bothering to look into forums or a game you don't play to bitch and moan about it? I don't get it. Go outside, get some fresh air, have a drink, do something else that you do like doing. Um, you yeah,
0: know. I don't understand the consistent negativity. <laughs> it, Come on, guys! It
2: falls under the "don't be a dick" philosophy that we like to expose. <laughs> yeah. expound. and it's just like yeah, it, it really
0: don't, does. Don't uh, number eight is getting ridiculously annoyed by anyone else's opinion. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that never happens in the Wow forums. No. Oh my god, no! <laughs>
0: never, never,
1: never, never. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why. You... Um, And this isn't actually just gaming. This is human beings. I don't understand why human beings are so upset by other human beings holding opinions that are contrary to their own. Like, there's lots of people on this world. They all have different opinions about stuff. That's cool. That's fine. Um, Yeah, humans don't like other humans thinking differently about things.
2: Oh, you know, what's even... What I think is slightly worse is when, like, say I had opinion X about a thing... But you know, I found out a bit more about it, so now my opinion has changed to why. And somebody goes, but but you can't be like that because your opinion was this. And I'm like, yeah, but now my opinion is this. It has changed. Opinions can do that. And then somebody like (laughs) completely goes off at you because, but but you think like this. It's like no no. Like at some period of time, I was thinking like that, but I now think like this about it. I've I've moved forward. Um,
0: It's a sign of an intelligent individual who can look at all the information and go, hmm, I didn't have this fact and this fact, and now reincorporating those facts into my knowledge, I have this new opinion. Like,
1: yeah. yeah, it's very, it's actually very difficult to get people to change their opinions about things. Um, I mean, the organization, the charity I work for, um, tries to convince government to change its opinions about things and make buses happen and trains happen and public transport. We we support... Um, uh, we, we, we are an environmental organisation. We try to sort of um, support measures that um, will prevent climate change or stop climate change, maybe, but mostly we're pro-public transport. And that in Invol- so we do a lot of work on kind of um trying to get people to change their opinions and work out how people change their opinions about stuff and it's really quite difficult because people are not rational um be them individuals off the street or whole government departments with lots of research and evidence and things made available to them it's very difficult to get people to act rationally and look at the evidence and then make a decision based on the evidence as to what will make the thing you want to happen happen. Um, people are really bad at that. I think this is just... So I think this is just... I, I wouldn't say this is a controversial way that gamers are ruining gaming. I think this is just human beings being human beings. Um, That's true. And sadly, there's fuck all you can do about it. Um, because it's just, the na- it's just human nature. Um, we are terrible. We don't like people disagreeing with us. And if somebody comes up to you and says they disagree with you, you'll argue black is white if you think that's going to make them agree with you, just out of mostly out of human nature, sadly. It's just I used to tragedy. have this
2: quite a lot when, <clears throat> when I was a vegetarian, and people would come up and say, well, I eat meat, and I really like it, and it's really tasty, and blah, blah, and I'd go, all right, then. And they'd get really annoyed with me because I didn't want to have an argument with
0: them. <laughs> they wanted to start a fight, it's and you it. wouldn't buy into it. it. And they yeah. were just like,
1: <laughs> You're like, okay, well, have fun with that. Bye. Um, I am some I am sometimes the world's most apologetic vegan because I'm just like, you can eat what you like. It's totally fine. Just don't just please don't wave that bacon under my nose. You have to give that to EJ. Uh, <laughs> I I
2: use all the bacon save raven. Yeah.
0: Right. Number 7. I don't I have never had this problem, oh. but apparently I think this is more of a problem with um a lot of console gamers is blast, blasting music through in-game chat. Uh it's not a problem my um
2: well, it's happened to me a, a couple of times and you know occasionally when occasionally when somebody's got something and somebody's it's usually when somebody's like made some sort of pun and somebody happens to have the track to hand that goes with it and everyone goes haha ha, that's hilarious once mm-hmm. is fine but when it just goes on and on and on it's like you know you're not my radio that's not being that's just not being social that's just being, no again don't be a dick
0: yeah. Comedy comes in threes, people. If you're going on four, five, six, seven, you you've lost the comedy.
2: <laughs> and then people won't want to play with you. No. You know, if you're constantly behaving like this, people will go, you know, and then somebody says, Oh, should we invite so and so to the It's like no. Or if you do invite them, have them with listen own privileges listen only privileges so that they can't blast I mean we've done it with um we've done it before now with people who Um, just insanely chatter over raid leaders. And in the end, you just mute them because it's the Mm -hmm. only way to stop. You're just ruining everybody else's enjoyment. And it's not fun. It's not nice. Eat your cookies.
0: (laughs) Number six, disregarding games on enemy consoles. Um,
1: I suppose we get this this a fair bit because we both play on Macs. We get a lot of... I mean, I guess in, in Warcraft... It doesn't matter. You can't tell that we're playing on a different platform, but people are quite Mm -hmm. snotty about the fact that you play on a Mac as opposed to playing on a PC. I mean, I guess what they're, I guess what they're talking about here is games that are only available on particular consoles. Mm. Um, Right. and, And I guess we are a bit upset that Overwatch won't be available on the Mac
0: yeah which is a little unfortunate i mean i I have to use both, and I have the p c for the games you know, the the mac that work has provided for me to do school stuff on um because you know when we started the we i was teaching um film and you know you have really good film editing tools on mac, yeah, so that's you know they they do have strengths and weaknesses, mm. but unfortunately Mac's weakness does have that they're just not as many games available,
1: yeah yeah, which and- is why I actually um this mac is reaching the end of its its useful life for gaming and i'm thinking about replacing it with a pc which i'm annoyed about because i don't really like um pcs but celoby the simple fact of the matter is uh there are not a lot of the games that i want to play are not available on this platform which is annoying um the, the deliberately not playing a particular game because it's not on a, i do it's difficult i mean buying a whole platform just to play a game is irritating and expensive and a big faff like I did boot camp the Mac in order to play Skyrim but um that broke some other bits and pieces and then you know it's just a big you know I had to buy a Windows license I had to install the Windows license I had to keep the Windows up to date which is a complete pain in the ass so Mm -hmm. you know it's it's a big it's a big faff.
0: Yeah, and I and I think I mean, I don't know that they're complaining so much about games not being released on alt but the, the the venom that comes with it, oh that's a such and such game and it's kind of the whole thing. Like I hate I I I fear telling people I have an iPhone because there's some people that are so adamantly oh against goodness. iPhones.
2: Yes, iPhone yeah, I mean iPhone and Android, it's yet another one where as soon as somebody goes and somebody'll go, Oh, is that a, a you know, oh, you're just another Apple sheep which is like and it tends to be those sorts of things and you're like Really? Have we gone back to being 12 years old? Oh, you haven't got the good pair of trainers on. You have a Cindy instead of a Barbie. It's like, oh, does it matter? Is it interfering with how you enjoy things? No, well then go away.
0: And is, is my iPhone in my pocket, or that i am taken out to, to look something up to add to our conversation, because that's what we all do nowadays, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, is, how is that affecting your life? Like, how is my phone insulting yeah. you?
1: Yeah. People. People are rubbish. There are
2: better things to be wound up about.
0: <laughs> there are. Um, spoiling games that have just only been released.
1: Oh. <gasps> or, indeed, really? spoiling games that haven't actually yet been released, oh, yeah. but are actually only available in alpha and might not go down the way they're going anyway. Or, yeah, spoilers annoy me. Spoilers do annoy me. Um, people spoiling things without saying they're spoiling things. Um, and,
0: and this is a big thing in WoW well, right now, because as you guys are both in the alpha, yeah. you you are getting a lot of this information, and there's a lot of people who don't want to hear that. And you guys have been really good about saying we're not going to spoil anything on yeah. your podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah, we actually did some fairly significant editing last week after we a mix-up with a guest, because we were like, oh, uh, no, hang on, stop. We've just headed way into spoiler territory, so I'm now going to stop the recording, we're going to go back to the beginning of that, we're going to start again. Um, yeah, and actually
2: after that conversation, conversation, I got spoilt for something that I, <laughs> and I'm, I'm in the alpha and I got spoiled for something and I was like, oh
1: well I didn't know that until
2: now, who? Yeah,
1: um, um, yeah well, it, it's very it, it's very hard with the, the alpha content and obviously you know that there are some sites that are going to spoil it, and I have to say actually, MMO Champion is the classic place where spoilers happen, um, were really good over the past couple of weeks about um, putting their spoilers under a thing that you had to physically click on it was like, mm-hmm. there are spoilers under here, you need to click on it to read the spoilers. Um, that was really good, so I'm glad they've got that yeah, message in they're me doing spoilers. That. Um, But yeah, generally speaking, oh, well, the game's out now so I can talk about it. Well, you've still kind of got to, like, you've still got to say that that's what you're doing. I mean, in the short, in the, in the two, three, four days after The Force Awakens was released, there were lots of people on my Facebook feed who were like, right, I'm not seeing the movie until Sunday. Therefore, I am not coming on Facebook until Sunday. If you would like to speak mm-hmm. to me, please use some other method of communication, because I know there's going to be spoilers here. I don't want to see them. I want to go in and be, you know, be childlike and wonderful and um and just let it wash over me. So I'm not going to be here because I think there's going to be spoilers. Um, And it's you know what? interesting that we've got to the stage I that basically nobody spoilers. can be trusted.
2: Have you not? No, I still haven't been spoiled. People have people were so good about not spoiling. People seem to have like had these conversations not in a like a social media aspect. So I'm still like yeah, I know that there's a kickass uh, female heroine
0: who Ooh. apparently
2: uh, wasn't supported enough with the toys they created. But apart from that, that's all I know. So uh, well, which <laughs> is great, and this is like how much nicer. And I mean, I think there has to be a realistic. Point at which you start talking about story, because um, mm-hmm. primarily what we're talking about in games is the story, um, whatever sort of game we're talking about. Um, you've got to have a reasonable exp- you know expectation that after X amount of time, it's going to become com- you know, common knowledge. But um, it would be like it would be like walking. Oh, it would be like when everyone was queuing up for the relevant Harry Potter, just walking la- <sighs> along the walking along the queue telling everyone to turn to page whatever it was that Dumbledore died on. I mean, right,
0: what kind right. of what kind yeah, of dick no. are you if
2: you do things like that? Why why do you want to take that joy? And a lot of these all come down to the same thing. Why do you want to take that joy away from somebody else? What is and, inherently so lost in your own world that you need to take away other people's joy? And some Absolutely. people
0: some
1: people like being spoiled and some people um like some people do like do flick ahead in a real book to see what's going to happen do they? or you
0: know
1: yeah some people do. I mean, you know, there are there are those people that that want to be spoiled that want to know what's going to happen or how it's going to turn out. Great. Awesome. If you're that kind of person, brilliant. The internet is basically for you. That's, you know, <laughs> that, that, you can do <laughs> you it. You can look uh, up like, everything. You can look up everything. You can absolutely look up everything. You can know what's going to happen. It's all fine. Um but to go around sort of spoiling other people's fun when they don't want to be spoiled or make it so that everybody has to be really careful about where they go and what they look at and, you know, we can't follow this person because they're going to post spoilers without saying that they're posting spoilers. and It really annoys me when podcasts do it. Um, mm-hmm. It always... Because I, I, I listen to podcasts when I'm commuting, which I mostly do by cycling. Although sometimes I do also listen to podcasts in the car when I'm driving. So sometimes a show going... Uh, okay, here be spoilers, here be spoilers, here be spoilers, you've got to skip forward 10 minutes if you don't want to hear these spoilers, is actually not very helpful to me because I can't. Like, if I'm going 50 miles an hour down the 406, um, I can't skip the podcast forward 10 minutes, so I'm going to be spoiled. But at least, if I was in somewhere where I could stop and skip forwards, then I would be able to do that. That's fine. Right. Um, It's the occasionally... I mean, even quite big podcasts like The Instance just occasionally like, drift into conversation about something, and then you're like, I didn't know that. I haven't got that far. Thanks. For- yeah,
0: Rossi's Ross really bad about doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rossi is. Oh, although they've got much better on-, on Blizzard Watch about going, okay, we're going to talk about spoilers. Um, and they've been quite upfront about the fact that they do want to talk about spoilers. So I kind of feel like if I'm still listening to that podcast after they've made that disclaimer, that's on me, not them. Um, yeah. But- Yeah, there are some podcasts that don't usually talk spoilers, that just occasionally drift into it, and then you're like, oh, don't, 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 don't! I didn't want to know that, why did you tell me that? Um, Which is upsetting. Um, But, yeah, Um, uh, people who do it deliberately because they think it's funny, and there are plenty of people who do it deliberately because they think it's funny, should all go to some special level of hell.
0: Yes, there is the spoiler level of hell, I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs>
1: it's like Dante's like, Ninth Inferno or something. Like
0: that. <laughs> the, the best thing I saw with uh, with The Force Awakens was a friend of mine uh, posted on Facebook, really want to talk about Force Awakens, not here, uh, message me. And he just started up his own um, group message on Facebook. Uh,
1: yeah, some friends of mine have a secret group where they were talking about Force Awakens. And they were like, if, yeah. you, if you want into the secret group, you message somebody who's in the se- secret group as soon as you've seen the film. And we'll invite you in. So there's a whole, um, secret group chat going on, which I'm not in, actually, because I'm not, um, I enjoyed the film. I thought it was good. I'm not so into Star Wars lore, I want to sit and talk about it endlessly. But, um, yeah, they have, they have a whole secret group. You can message one of them once you've seen the film, or if you don't want, you know, if you want to be spoiled, um, and they'll let you into the chat.
0: It's just the way to do it, people. Absolutely.
1: Being considerate to
0: others uh number four is bigging up graphical importance and i think what they're trying to say with this is that some people who try and do stylized graphics are kind of being shot down because they're not as photorealistic or um you know the the minimalist approach is not mm. the cool thing
1: yeah i guess it depends what type of game you're playing as to how I mean, for me, it just depends what I'm playing as to how realistic I expect it to be. WoW is obviously quite cartoony. It's um, fairly minimal load on the system, so it can be played on a fairly wide range of machines. It looks in a particular way. Wildstar looked much more cartoony. Um, the Elder Scrolls looks much more kind of realistic. Um, mm-hmm. It depends. And then you get into something like Halo, um, which looks just completely different because, I mean, Xbox... X-Bones turn out a completely different type of graphics. They just, you know, it looks much more, much more kind of 3D. And um, although you don't ever see kind of people, you only ever see aliens. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I guess they're quite photorealistic aliens, but um, there's a lot of tanks and stuff with which you can run people over if you rubbish at it. Um, But yeah, uh, different games have different art styles.
2: Different people like, like different things. If we all liked the same thing, life would be truly dull and predictable.
0: Yeah, I think it goes along with their number three, which is nitpicking animations, and I think it, it just comes down to trying to find something to complain about.
2: Yeah. Just yeah. wanting to rain on other people.
0: Which is just... Unaf- it's just unfortunate. I don't get it.
1: Yeah, and actually, all of these... I mean, when you... If you're developing a video game, right, you immediately have a big problem in terms of graphic styles, because... You're going to be developing your video game on the most powerful, cutting edge computers that you can lay your hands on because you want all of that rendering stuff, you want all of that, um, animation stuff, you want all of this stuff to be happening as quickly as possible because you want to get from this is an idea in my head to this is a thing that people are paying me money for in the shortest possible time. So mm-hmm. the computers that you have sitting in your, in your office are going to be completely brilliant and like absolutely state of the art. You've got to make a game that other people's computers can play. And um especially for um titles like Skyrim, those are going to be PCs. Um there is a very wide range of uh mm. possible graphics cards, possible uh processors, possi- like you know, th- there isn't one standard build for a PC. At least if you're developing for console, um It's a bit more of a kind of like there is one Xbox One. It has like, well, I guess there's probably more than one Xbox One, but they have a fairly standard set of specs that you're going to be able to build for. Um, Once you get into the PC market, kind of people are going to try and play it on all kinds of things. And you want most of those people to have a good experience. So that gives you a massive problem in games development, I think. Um, And I know a lot of them, once you get down to the mobile market, a lot of developers have had problems with iPhone versus Android. I know when they were developing Hearthstone originally for Android, they were like, iPhone, it's really easy. There's two types of iPhone. Um, Apple say, here are our iPhone specs. There you go, develop for iPhone. Android, available on All kinds of devices, they're all different screen sizes, they're all different, like, resolutions, they're all different types of screen, they're all, like, okay, so, yeah, we basically, it's got to be able to play it on anything. It's pretty hard. So, there is, there's always going to be glitches, there's always going to be problems, because you're not, like, the game wasn't developed to play on your personal specific setup. It was developed to play on as wide a range as possible, because people are, you know, the more people who can physically run the game, the more copies you, you might sell. Um, it's a really, I think it's a really tricky decision, especially these days when, um, graphics cards and things, there seem to be new ones every, like, three or four months. There's another sort of generation of, of, of possible upgrades. And some people are gonna, every time a new one comes out, they're gonna put a new one in. And most, you know, some people like me are gonna buy a new PC or a new Mac every, like, five years. And, um, and that's that. Uh, mm-hmm. And you've got to try and, you know, if you're Bethesda or whoever, you've got to try and cater to all of those people. I think it's a big headache. I can't yeah, think.
0: I can't imagine how they figured that all out. Because, I mean, the, uh, people were very upset that it took a while for uh, Hearthstone to come out on Android. You know, well, why did you do... Uh... Apple first, because Apple's <laughs> because, easier.
1: Yeah, because there's two types of iPhone. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, the, there's the the standard iPhone and there's a slightly smaller one, and that's kind of that. And you write to Apple and they give you a little pack and it says this is what the screen size is and that's that. And Android is running on all kinds of things, all kinds of things. It's an amazing platform. It does an amazing thing. But, you, you know, if I want somebody on their Nexus 7 tablet to have a similar experience to somebody who's, on some really cheap HTC three inch screen phone that's a that's a big problem. it's a big, ask. It's a big yeah. problem um, yeah I don't I don't envy people who make video games I think their jobs getting ever harder
0: which is a good transition to I, I think we're gonna lump two and one together as well because uh, two is misusing social media and one is perpetuating toxicity and it it's not Unnecessarily uh, pleasant time to be a game designer.
1: No, Um, you only need to set a the tiniest little tippy toe into the Wow Twitter community. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I know Blizzard have been experimenting a lot with: Do we have people? Do we have developers talking on their own Twitter accounts in their own voices about stuff that they're doing? Do we use a like single account where everybody's going to talk through that account? But that didn't really work. But are we gonna just not talk to anybody at all because all we're getting back is just vitriol and like hideousness from people? Um, it's a like it, it's a real problem. Um, and the sorts of things that, that consumers of video games say, I mean all of that gamergate stuff, was just horrific. I mean, it was just awful. Yeah. Like, it's the, Felicia, um, Day, Felicia Day releases a video about how she's really scared about being doxxed, so she doesn't want to talk to anybody about Gamergate, and then people dox her on the basis of having released a video about how scared she is about being, like, really? <laughs> like, it's just, it's just awful. Just awful. The whole thing. Like, you can't, I don't like your video game, therefore I think you should die. That's a reasonable response. Yeah, totally. That's like completely, totally reasonable. Nobody could question that. Like, what? <laughs>
2: really? <laughs> it's sort of I, the, um, the biggest highlight of the the dangerousness of the anonymity of the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, people who, well, there's not, not going to be any comeback on me,
1: so I will just be awful.
0: I'm not even sure um, it's
1: an- anonymity as such. It's, it's just kind of physical distance. It, 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 people can say a lot of things even under their own names I think on social media that that they wouldn't say to somebody standing in front of them
0: mm-hmm.
1: I wouldn't I, I don't even these days there are plenty of people who are using what looks like their real names on Twitter particularly um, some people use handles yeah sure there's loads of people who use handles but um, I, I, I think it's just the like not physically being in the same not, not having to look at somebody when you're when you're saying an mm-hmm. awful thing to them like you've got no if you um, say a really awful thing to somebody who like you just wouldn't do it to somebody who's standing in front of you because then they'd look really hurt and they might burst into tears or they might you know you'd have the like physical reaction to the thing that you've said to them which you don't get on Twitter. There's no feedback. There's no no you know um, there's no um, sense of that you've said something really hurtful or really awful or really just completely unreason um, like really unreasonable.
0: Well, and when when Warlords launched the I, I was so offended by some of the stuff that was being said to the devs on on Twitter. I felt so bad for them because they were getting um, uh, they were having an attack. Where, I forget what the type of um,
2: yeah. And I nobody did, could
0: log in. I find it very off.
2: difficult to understand yeah. these things. I find it very difficult to understand how somebody does this and thinks that that they're going to have a positive outcome coming out of it. It's like so you go and you abuse a. You know somebody who works in the games, or somebody who works in any industry, and say you suck, this is horrible, blah blah blah. How do they imagine that that is going to lead to somebody going, oh well, you must be right, person? How can we, like, do they actually think that anything's going to come, anything positive is going to come out of that, or are they just living in such a such a world of hate that all they can think to do is just scream at a screen and anonymously? Well, and, I they're, and they're no, they're I don't servers... understand what. Uh, what the motivation is behind doing it?
0: Yeah, and their their servers are being are being attacked, and nobody. That was the big problem is that nobody was able to log in because there was that. Uh,
2: oh, the garrison switch. Right. At yeah. The start,
0: yes. And and you know they were you know they were doing everything they could do for it, and obviously they don't want to release it that way. That's not how they're intending it, and and they're they're you know they had all these outside things happening that were preventing them from being able to fix the problems, and instead of People being patient and, you know, yes, be annoyed, but the, the, just the vitriol that people were spewing out there is kind of like, you, you're not getting anything positive off of this. Like, you're, you're not going to make them work faster.
1: No, I, like, why is somebody going to work faster if you're threatening their life or threatening to do horrible things to their family or threat, like, there's, there's all these kind of. How does that help your situation? I think you should be fired. I think you should you should go kill yourself. I think you should do this or that or the other because you've not uh, you know met my desired standard of customer service or 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 whatever. How, wh- okay. Um so you've made the other person feel really shitty when they probably felt quite bad anyway because this is not going the way that they wanted it to go. This helps you how exactly? <laughs>
2: And it's bizarre. It's like moving more and more towards towards a sort of culture where nobody is allowed to make a mistake or
0: mm-hmm.
2: or not foresee something that might happen. Um no, and then the, the only way all- to deal with that is to yell and scream at them. Well you should have known this was going to happen and blah 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 and it's like, well, but there's only so much there's only so much testing and predicting and trialing of things you can do before you actually put them out into the general domain. And sometimes when you put things out into the domain they're supposed to be in, they don't work for some reason. So rather than yelling and screaming, you know, provide useful information by what's going wrong in your sphere, rather rather than just the hate. The hate doesn't yeah, help. I
0: see this all the time with my students they're afraid to make mistakes because they just get you know whether they're getting you know yelled at by their parents or or just you know there's this society this this cultural feeling right now that it's not okay to to fail eventually and learn from those mistakes and try and fix them and whenever i see people like attacking devs on on um on Twitter or online in any way, I'm kind of thinking, all right, think of your absolute worst day at work. Think about that day at work where you're trying so hard to get your work done and just nothing's going right and your, your manager's on top of your back and you've got that customer service call that comes in that you just can't fix. And then add on top of this the constant, like some constant stream of people sitting there going you suck you suck you suck you like that is what they have to when they have a problem Mm. and you guys decide to go to the internet and and blast them through.
1: it's not even in these days actually it's not even when when there's a problem i mean just actually generally the general background noise level of i'm unhappy with the way the game is whatever game it is um means that constantly... I don't actually know why anybody who develops a game is on Twitter. Like, why would you go and listen <laughs> to all that? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. Why would you go and listen to all that? Um, I think Ghostcrawler, uh, when he was really interacting with people on Twitter... Um, in fact, he still inter- interacts with people on, on Twitter. I think he must have a most singularly kind of hard shell.
0: <laughs>
1: right. And be the toughest-skinned person ever, because he can, uh, he can he can mostly deal with the fact that people like, constantly, regardless of what decisions are made about anything that he's working on, just tell him he's rubbish all of the time. And that's always been the way of it. Like, it doesn't matter what decision you're making, uh, somebody won't like it. And they'll tell you they don't like it through the medium of Twitter, so why would you expose yourself <coughs> to that? Like, nobody's paid to deal with that shit. Like... no, you yeah, you know.
0: Bit, but
2: Maybe this happens, like, some point in the future. Maybe we need to start a counter-push to just get everybody to flood like the developers with we know you're doing a really good job. Keep up the work. Ignore that, and just see if we can drown out all of the hate with just a whole Ooh, lot of "It's all right, don't worry. We know you'll get there."
0: You know what? I think I think that's a pledge we should we should take right now. <laughs> I think <laughs> next time next time we see the Blizzard devs or, or any any developers getting bombarded with negativity, we need to we need to kind of you know send out a group tweet mm. and <laughs> and say, "All right, folks, <laughs> mount up. We're going in." Yeah.
2: Come on, let's let's just go and be nice at them. Take the positive can, it's amazing how away. much um yeah, it's amazing how much anger you can drown out with a quiet, nice voice just going, It's okay, it's all right. It's okay. it's all right.
0: That's a f- fuzzy kitten you can do at pictures. Yeah.
1: Yeah. More kittens, <laughs> more otters. More lottery oh, asleep on tables. That's really cute. <laughs>
0: I saw a very cute uh, owl under a mushroom. Like it was raining in oh, a oh. tiny little hour owl, owl taking refuge under a mushroom. That was the cutest one that came across my stream recently.
2: Oh, look at that! Oh, that's a very cute puppy on a the table. <laughs> oh. yes. There we go.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I think the the takeaway from all of this is, you know, once again, it kind of can get reduced down to Wheaton's law. You know, <laughs> yeah. be a dick.
1: Um, yes. And, yes.
0: and uh,
2: his. Um, his- uh, lovely. Other half has quit Twitter as well. In this oh, has week. she? Yeah, in this last week
0: because of the same type of thing.
2: Well, you know what? There was a there was a link to the post where she explained it, and obviously, so many people were hitting it. When I went to go and read it, I couldn't get it to load. But I was no. be spoiled. Seems like a shame. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, thank you, ladies, for talking to us about this. I think you know the the takeaway is let's let's all be positive. Let's not flood the internet with with negativity because there's no reason for it it doesn't help anybody
2: no we are we are big fans of what we call uh hashtag team positive and just trying to encourage everyone to to have a nicer time yeah because there are enough things in everybody's daily lives that will do their best to bring you down be it work or home or you know something that's going on you know uh, physically with you or mentally with you and you don't need we all turn to games and other geeky things to try and get away from that as our little escape. Um, and so we should just be encouraging those things to be positive moments because, you know, we don't need it. We don't need a
1: negativity in our online um, alternative lifestyles. No, uh, no. The whole point is to have a bit of escapism and a bit of fun and kind of unwind and chill. And nobody needs to deal with that kind of trolling
0: when they're trying to chill out. Yeah, There we go. Very good. Very, very good. Well, thank you very much again for for being on the show. Any any shout-outs you'd like to send out to anybody?
1: Uh, Just to all our listeners, (laughs) all of our listeners uh, who we will be directing here forthwith. uh yeah, just we we couldn't do the show without our listeners and all of the feedback and interaction that we were talking about earlier. So uh, we love you all.
2: And and if you've not heard from us before and you don't mind the amount of wittering that we do and you want to hear more about ponies and stuff, then come and check us out. We would love to have you come and join us in the Ooh. pub. We do like to encourage everyone to be sort of in a pub style mood when they uh, when they join in.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And partaking of the beverage yes, as as always, we go along.
1: Always. <laughs> Even though it's a Sunday night
0: um i'd like to give a shout out to uh chris case who's uh the host on the game case show and also cuddles and wow and in the the converted uh because he he tweeted a very nice uh promotion for me he was like you know if you haven't been listening to geekitude you should be to which one of your listeners who would like to give a shout out to uh leisha uh said some very nice things and i think it was at a point in the week where i was just kind of not in a great mood and then on my Twitter I get this little I'm, I just enjoyed the latest episode of Geekitude. I'm like, oh, that just made my day. <laughs> so, uh, so as, as always, uh, the Girls Gone Wild listeners prove that they're amazing, amazing people and amazing fans. Our,
1: Our listeners are, are amazing.
0: amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. Um, next week, we're going to have author Jeannie Koch on to talk about uh, her novels. Uh, she does the Alien series novels, and we're going to talk about sci-fi in general. That's our topic for next week. And how about you guys? Anything exciting coming up? I know you're going to be recording about PvP tomorrow. Yes, PvP, so PvP tomorrow,
1: tomorrow.
2: yeah. And, and especially sort of trying to get into PvP this late in an expansion. Can you do it? If so, how do you do it, and how do you find friends to do it with? Um, and then I think
1: the following show is that the following week is what do we mean by alt friendly with yes. the lovely uh, Lita from behind the avatar and controller? Wow!
0: Oh, I absolutely love Lita. That's going to be an awesome <laughs> she episode. She is
1: amazing. Yes. Yeah. Also,
2: she's Lucky a fellow helpful. coffee geek. So uh, yeah. Uh, yes, we love we love people who love their
1: coffee. And she's in in Australia, so she will be recording very, 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 very first thing on a Monday morning with her coffee, and we will be recording late on a Sunday night with our gin. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think when I, when I, uh, recorded with you a couple weeks ago, I had the, the nice pot of coffee sit next to me because it was, it's still noon around here, yeah, it so it's not too like early, but. Good it,
1: afternoon or something for you. Yeah, yeah. Early afternoon for yeah. you. Yeah.
0: Very good. Well, let's close things up here. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. You can currently find us at geektitude.com. If you would like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. How can the folks find you?
1: Uh, you can find us at GGW Show on Twitter or at girlsgonewow.net or on iTunes or Stitcher uh, or Facebook.com slash podcast.
0: <laughs> and again, I very highly encourage everybody to go check them. This is such a
1: Come and join us in the pub.
0: Yeah. Yes. Right. Well, thank you guys one last time for being on the show. And to all our listeners out there, remember this week to keep it